The Gutter Skypes. The Gutter Skypes record and present tabletop RPGs, played and enjoyed by participants who live thousands of miles away from each other. In this digital age, all things are possible. Many of them are even fun. There's a happy sign. Happy, happy, happy. Happy, happy. Joy, joy. Yes, I'm seeing audio coming in on both my channels this time again. Ooh. Yay! Yay, indeed. It's magnificent. <laughs> I think I may have. Uh, I think I may have hit ringy, ringy everybody up. Well, well. Hmm? Be, Be rescue complete. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I, was, I thought that was a uh, an exotic French word that I didn't know the meaning of. Uh, for um, sit back, relax, and wait a moment. I need to do something. <laughs> no, I was quite literal. I had to save a stupid bee. Okay. <laughs> Got a nest of those dumb bastards in the wall. And uh, sometimes they wander in. Eh. Better better they should be rescued than killed by wasps or hornets. Yeah. Well. Yes. <sighs> Here we are. Shame. All of us. <laughs> oh, good Christ. <laughs> Thank you guys for being so understanding. I appreciate it. Well, it's, I mean, you know, if I had more energy and we were all here, wow, it'd be so much fun to just laugh mercilessly at you. <laughs> but I just don't have the energy. And I do. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, take a nap. <laughs> That'll uh, that'll boost your uh, there you go get your batteries right recharged. That'll recharge you your batteries, sure. <laughs> oh Christ, mortifying, just mortifying. Oh man, haven't seen that man. I wouldn't sweat it too much. I know it's hard. To, all joking aside about the laughing thing, I know it's hard to. Uh, <laughs> oh no, because <laughs> I'd be right there. in the same place you are now. If it happened to me, I mean, it has happened to me, and I was yeah. in the same. I know how it is. And, but and, good to be here. Good to see everybody. Absolutely. And if you're going to do it, do it with something like this instead of, you know, like a time-sensitive <laughs> like job situation. Yeah. Like yep. I've got to be there. Otherwise, I'll lose my place in line for my life-saving operation. Let me just take a little snooze before the cab arrives. <laughs> uh, already had something like that happen not too long ago because of a scheduling misunderstanding. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, apparently, some people have a different definition of what a week means. <laughs> well, I, just, I can't say too much because someone in my uh, circle... We had a similar misunderstanding because someone had a different understanding of what a weekend 
meant. Yeah, that was that was basically what this came down to. Except it was the uh, the last week in a month. Right. And what ah. exactly that means? Yeah. yeah. I don't care what your work thing says. For most of the universe, Friday does not constitute part of the weekend, sir. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Know where you're coming from, there, brother. Oh hell, it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in practice, yes, but on state the of mind type no. of thing, you know, state of mind type of thing. Right. It mostly starts becoming weekend for me when there's like one or two hours left in the day, and I just like, ah, yeah, oh, screw it, right? Oh, it's got it. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> well, when you have a deadline that says this weekend, oh. and then they say we haven't heard from you. And I say, but it's Saturday morning. You said this weekend. Well, yeah, but that was yesterday. No, it isn't. <laughs> oh, yesterday was Friday. Yeah. Maybe if they said by this weekend. But yes, if they said that's by. unnecessarily unclear. Right. Friday is the, officially the fifth biting, torturous head of Tiamat. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that makes it a part of the work week. So, so when you say we're going to be doing this thing this weekend, as far as I'm concerned, anyway, as you can see, I still hold hold some bitterness because I got uh, I got dinged or you know, yeah. but uh, anyway, onward and upward. I, in other news, I have decided to graciously accept the fact about myself that I am obviously a cinematic simpleton because oh. because I have been. Uh, after hearing reviews that are horrid, um, I decided to, after writing the Universal Ride, decided I was going to give the Transformers movies another chance. And I, I found them on Blu-ray for 20 bucks for the whole set, so I picked it up. And I've been watching... I haven't seen four yet, but I've seen the first three. Cool. I and, like the Transformer Ride. You know, yeah. And, you know... I, I had read some reviews beforehand about how horrible they are and how Michael Bay was the s- Satan of cinema and all these things. And, oh, my God, it's, you know, and admittedly, some of the battle scenes are a little long, but I really have enjoyed the hell out of them. They're they're just fun. But if you go in, I mean, yes, they probably do have plot holes that are big enough to drive Optimus Prime through. <laughs> but That's not the are, point of them. No, it's not. Thank you. Yeah. They're, they are they're, they are dumb movies and poorly made, but they are fun. Yes, uh, and that I don't think Michael Bay is shooting for anything else. It, it's no, one thing if he thinks he just wants making, to make some money. Yeah, and and he's doing he's giving you a good thing to you know. I don't go to a Transformers movie to be wowed by the character development and the depth of plot. I go there to have a good plot with some probably. Uh, uh, there's a outlandishly foreshadowed twists that I should have seen coming a mile away, but I didn't because I was distracted by the big explosion going on. Mm. And, and, uh, and that's perfectly okay. I go there for, you know, mindless entertainment and that's what I get. And, uh, but yeah, it's just, man, to hear people talk, you'd think they're like, Oh, we're so it's no story. Well, that you can say a lot of things about them, but to say they have no story 
I think is a little, it may not be good story. <laughs> it may be silly story, but it's adapted from a cartoon for Christ's sake. What, what, what do you want? <laughs> and frankly, not a very good cartoon. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. a load of fun. I love it, it but. What is this week's excuse for large explosions? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's a couple sentences to string together the large, expi- the yeah, large exactly. explosions. I have to admit, the only um, um, Transformers movie I've ever seen is the one with the Dinobots in it. That was fun. Yeah. If for no other reason than it had um, Weird Al Yankovic's Dare to be Stupid in there. Yeah. That's the soundtrack, I'm pretty sure, for a fight-slash-chase scene. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little distressing. For some some reason, I I didn't like watching the uh, Autobots being persecuted by the government. Yeah, yeah, I think well, that's probably what we were supposed to feel. If that's oh. the only one, if that's the only one you've seen. Then uh, <laughs> I don't know why, know. right? <laughs> right. You're not but, really uh, missing much. No, no. You, I mean, it's not like again. That's not why why they make the movies. But I mean, I was actually impressed they managed. They remembered to have some sort of continuity between the movies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, music? No. Yeah, cinema, mm-hmm. films. They're a matter of mood, much like music selection. Mm-hmm. Some days you're you're up for it and you want a challenge and you're looking for art, so you pop in Citizen Kane. But most right. most days you just <laughs> want to grab a bag of the worst junk food for you, sit down, right. and watch Mad Monkey Mantis Fist versus the Shaolin <laughs> on the street of the Vermilion Sparrow. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, these are kung fu movies of the 21st century. That's a very interesting, I hadn't thought of it, but I mean, they're kind of the same thing. I don't think people went to see, maybe I'm wrong, because I wasn't really a fan when they were in their prime, but I don't think you went to see kung fu movies with the idea of, let's see what deep, you know, plot and intricate <laughs> storytelling can be gained from this. It was yeah. like, oh, you notice the director. Jackie, Jackie Chan beat someone up with a pair of chopsticks and a spear. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh my god, that reminds me, you guys have probably seen it, but it just drifted down through the inversion layer and settled in the uh, on the alluvial <laughs> plane down here. Um, there was this movie with, um, man, he's that guy, he's meant to be handsome, but he looks like he has chromosomal damage. Um, <laughs> he's wow. supposed to be an action movie star, he was in that Mars movie that got almost everything right. Arnold. Oh, Matt, uh, Matt Damon. That's it. That's it. Oh. Matt Damon. I always just, he looks like oh, one of those guys where like you see him at the airport and you're like, Oh, I better pay attention in case this guy needs help getting on a plane. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, like it's not bad. It's just, I can't like, that's all I'm thinking of when I'm looking at him. It's like, Oh, he looks like he needs help. You know? Um, <laughs> uh, there was some movie that they were advertising seriously with him. Like, you know, it was one of those floating head posters and some ominous text and all black background and everything else. And I checked it out the other day for want of anything better to do. And it's a mid-budget Chinese movie that they somehow got Matt Damon into. And it is a delight. Oh, The Wall. I think it's called The, the Wall. wall. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It's just Matt Damon in like a mid-budget movie out of like China, 
if it's not a Chinese movie, it's a Chinese movie. You know what I mean? Is this recent? It may not necessarily have been produced in China or whatever, although it feels like that. But it's 100% like a mid-range Chinese movie with, like, crazy stunts and martial arts and people in different colored armor and some, like, some, like, Chinese soap opera-style cinematography. And it is just fantastic. (laughs) This is recent. Or is it a while ago? Oh, uh, yeah, relatively recent. Wow. A lot of fun. I recommend it, if, like, if you get a chance to see it on a streaming service or something like that. <clears throat> Just, like, pop open a beer or two, sit down with some popcorn. Damn. It's great. <laughs> I got Jason born into a wushu flick. That's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I'm like, this guy's supposed to be an action hero? Hmm. 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 <laughs> He looks it, he looks like it's a good idea to make sure he doesn't lose track of his bike helmet when he gets on the bus. <laughs> Damn. Which again, it's there's nothing wrong with that. It's just I can't take him seriously as an action hero. Okay. Yeah, I I yeah, I mean, I I never much looked at him like that. <laughs> that particular assessment, but uh, yeah, I, don't I can know what see where you're coming about, from. Maybe the arrangement of his facial features. Uh, maybe he looks like a guy I know who had some <laughs> you know, had some chromosomal problems. I, I love that he's meant to be handsome, but he looks like he has chromosomal problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's worth uh, writing. Same down. thing with this other guy who was in the remake of Total Recall, and I think he plays one of the bow and arrow dudes who's a ripoff of another bow and arrow dude. Did anybody um, see that? Anybody here see that the remake of uh, Total Recall? I know I did. Yeah, that was enough. I that didn't. was another one where like you're waiting for some stuff to compile, so you got to put something on, and then you know watched it in one of those. And he's meant to be an action hero, and he's just soft. Like he's kind of chubby. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a throwback to the '30s Tarzans. Yeah, 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 yeah. That he's got that. Oh God, what was that guy's name? Weisheimer? No. Uh, Buster. Cr- oh, Weissmuller. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We are like, hmm. I don't know. I don't know, son. You know, they filmed those just south of here in Ocala. Awesome. Damn. There's still wild monkeys down there too, and they got loose during the filming. Really? Really? Oh, or is that crap. like a thing people no. say? That's what. Well, apparently, it's true. That there's, awesome. there's, there's a colony of, like, what is it, Reese's monkeys or something down there? Reese's pieces. Yeah. I was going to make a comment, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> damn, that, that's the monkey that stole the date in, uh, in, um. Yes. Uh, Raiders. Raiders yeah. Lost, Lost Ark. Yeah. Bad dates. Raiders. Yes, bad dates. Okay. Very good at playing dead. <laughs> That's how they escaped. Oh, we wow. got another wheelbarrow full of dead monkeys. Yeah, just chuck them out the back. <laughs> oh, oh, they're moving, they're moving. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, speaking of dead monkeys and things oh. that are fun, I've really been enjoying, um, I had never seen it while it was on, Wanted to see if it was any good, and I've really been enjoying the Scott Bakula um, Star Trek series, Enterprise. Oh, I, I, I'm most with, through that. With the notable exception of its theme. Oh. Yes. 
though it occurred to me that that theme would be awesome to play at a funeral. (laughs) (laughs) The opening lyrics. Have you guys heard this song? I it, I would have to be refreshed. I, I have, but I, I don't remember it at the moment. It's okay, we'll just a long road. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. There to here. <laughs> As they're lowering my polluted corpse into the ground. It's it's just long enough to make a sandwich during. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, that's cr- which is exactly what I want my funeral to be. So. <laughs> Oh, Wait until you get to the, the, the there's a, there's a few episodes that are um, for some reason it's it's just the same time period but in the mirror mirror universe and awesome. they completely change the opening to reflect that this is the alternate universe's oh, um, version yeah so, including the um, the first encounter with the uh, Vulcans oh that's great <laughs> I think they got the same actor who played. Um, um, What's what's his name? Who was flying the ship in that? Um, you know, who he was in Babe with the dance with the pig. Oh, oh uh, I never saw that. Babe. Oh, oh, I know the actor's face, and I'm forgetting his name again. Yeah. Um, he, 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 was, he played he played James Tom. Cromwell. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like saying yeah. it over and over, and nobody's responding. That's his his character was the uh, Cochrane. Um, who yep. flew the, the first? I think oh, they have gotcha. the same guy playing that part in that. <laughs> cool. So you'll love it. You'll love it. Awesome. That's not an easy name to forget. James season, Cromwell but, yeah. should be easy to remember. I don't know why. Oh well. What's funny is he did some several other Star Trek episodes before he did First Contact. Yeah, it's fun. It's neat seeing, seeing those him. guys. <laughs> yep. seeing those guys come back. I like seeing the like the troop of actors that they have in a lot of that mm. stuff. And sometimes you'll just recognize someone's voice or like mm. their kinesics because they're under a whole bunch of makeup. Yeah. Was it Zephyrin Cochran? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a GQ uh, uh, handsome boy model type in the uh, the old series. Nice. Yeah, you just kind of have to just ignore the old series know. entirely. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. I think that episode still holds up. You sort of have to pretend that it's James. See, that's what they should do for the ultimate remastering of Star Trek, the original series. I'm so kidding, by the way. But is take James Cromwell and have him film that is the, the old Zephyr Cochran parts from that episode and splice it in. Oh, they do creepy corpse puppets like in that yes, Star Wars movie. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and put him in a mocap suit. Well, he can't, can't be done now. I think he's dead, right? Creepy James corpse Carl? puppets. Think, is he dead? I don't think. Didn't hey, James Cromwell pass away? The Zephyrin Cochran actor struck me as somebody they got because they couldn't get Dennis Hopper. Is James Cromwell still alive? Probably. Alive, as far as I know. There we go. Wow. So they okay. could do it. That's weird. I thought I saw a report of him having passed away. Uh, well, was, uh, slightly thing. exaggerated. Oh, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. <laughs> he was also the face guy that introduced the uh, disclosure project in Washington when uh, um, that uh, bizarre, bizarre ex-surgeon got all these ex-military people together to talk about their UFO experiences. Awesome. 
and he was uh he was the one that introduced them all. It was like, you know, hi, I'm a famous actor or semi famous actor or at any rate, <laughs> you recognize my face because I'm a character that's been in lots of things. So consider this important. One yeah. of those guys. One of those like, guys. Oh, it's that guy. Oh yeah. I know what he was in. So uh that I was interesting that. to see. Did you include I haven't heard the the uh, feedback and breeze shooting episode, because quite frankly, I figured I was there. I I don't need to, but I am curious. Did you include my my uh, my game mastering quandary in there, or I did? Okay, so I have follow up if you are interested. Ooh, cool. Um, because and and trilobite was there. I can plug my ears if you want. So, no, no, no. It's not <laughs> um, what? I just decided. I just decided I was going to be honest with him and just be like, "Hey, this is the deal." And I can't uh, hear you. My... <laughs> Take your hat off. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm trying off. to sell you these earplugs and prove to you that they work perfectly well. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, but uh, as always, I discovered that my friends are not nearly as hard on me as me, and uh, nobody at least to my face, was like, oh, my God, wow. You know, so uh, when I and, – and it went very well. In fact, it got me to thinking. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, we had stopped at one point because I wanted to do well, – I don't care. It's not, he, where, uh, it takes place in a post-apocalyptic future, mm-hmm. and they are going to Disneyland or the ruins of Disneyland because somebody has re, re – uh, Oh, reactivated it or opened it or what have you. We're not, it's not clear exactly what's going on. So I don't want to say too, but, uh, I had stopped because I wanted to do research on what, uh, Disneyland was like in 1982 when this series is supposed, this fictitious cartoon series is supposedly taking or supposedly taking place. Thank you. Yeah, I know. I can't believe I just did that. It bugs you okay. enough. But, um, you could have done much worse. Uh, oh. And all of the sudden, I realized I shouldn't. <laughs> anyway, but uh, I, I <laughs> uh, we could go on for an hour on that kind I, of. I, I love you, but let's not do that. Let's, yeah, because we want to keep our listeners. Um, but lost my train. Oh, and I realized after we had finally stopped and moved on to something else, a couple days later, it hit me uh, that I. Well, no one's going to care except me about what it really was like. And mm-hmm. I could have just as easily, uh, as Moondog put it in a discussion we had outsourced, <laughs> uh, and just, and I'm going to do this when we get, when we get together next uh, and just ask, because we have two people in our group who have admitted they love world build, world building. Whereas mm-hmm. I am not, that's not my strong suit. I don't really. It's not. I, there are certain aspects of game mastering I love. World, world, world building is not one of them. I can't even say it, much less do it. So, so I thought, well, geez, you know, you have these people who are w- more than willing. They want to get in there, and I could have just said, hey, for some oomph or yum yums, let's uh, let's you know describe describe this. What do you see this as being like? And then that'll that'll strike spark my creativity, and we'll just feed off of each other, and it'll be great. And uh, I should have just done that in the first place. But the thing is, I always look at that or have up until I had this discussion. 
I've I've always looked at that as kind of a eh, it's like compensating because I'm you know I I am a blind game master and I'm trying to describe visual things and that's it's like so I always looked at it as yeah I don't want to have to compensate for my hand my disability any more than I have to and it's not that at all really it's it could have been the same thing just if, if if a sighted game master doesn't like world building, you've got people who want to do it, who are creative, and yeah. it's like, hey, let them do their thing, man. Yeah, that's so, a fact. Uh-huh. So I, I leave this as a lesson to some who might be listening who are having similar, maybe not disability-wise, but having similar um, concerns, let's put it that way, or, or performance anxiety. Um, it, it ain't necessary. Your friends, you're there to have a good time and let people... Let people do what they're good at. And, you're here. Uh, and if you don't know what they're good at, because it's a convention game or something, let them do what they say they're good at. And then if they're not good at it, you can hurriedly club them on over the head with a rule book. And when they hit the floor, you can just move on like nothing ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once you find out they're wrong. Just step over them on the way out when you're done, because, you know, don't want to kick them when they're down. <laughs> They're easier to reach, though. Yeah, that's true. And they might have some good gaming stuff on them, so you might rifle through. <laughs> oh, no, it's terrible, terrible. That's right. Loot the bodies on the way out. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. That's what role-playing games are all about anyway. <laughs> Murder hobos. I, I didn't think it was going to go bad for you. I thought it was going to, you know. I really I didn't, I didn't think you'd game with a group of people that would sit there and go, you really fucked up. What a waste of my time. Click. I didn't think. Nobody's going to do that. that. That's not what you, that's not what any yeah, of your know, friends are like. I know. I didn't think they would like do it in, but you know, you worry. I, I want, I'm a perfectionist. And so it's not enough for me to do an adequate job game mastering. I want to have the game that people, that they're going to be like, wow, I am so glad I took. And first of all, it's not all about it's about the group. It's not about one person in it. And that's something I need to be reminded of because I get, it's not an ego thing, but I get all this on my shoulders of like, Ooh, I, uh, actually there's, there's two ways you can cover yourself on, on the theme park thing. Yeah. You either say it's an alternate world, Disneyland or no, it's a Disneyland like park. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Oh, and you don't have anyone here who, uh, will be like telling you what kind of kelp is here. Yeah, and, and if it's not exactly like Disneyland, then you don't have to worry about where things are placed, and people True. can be excited about exploring and not have to tell you, I'm sorry, but the Enchanted Kiki boats are not over here. They're over yeah, I actually, I couldn't tell you this. I was actually going to find a map online and be like, here's the, here's the park. Yeah, dude, that works too. <laughs> oh, they've just torn half of it down to put up Star Wars Land anyway. Well, yeah, I was hoping I could find, I'm sure... If you Google it, I'm sure you can find uh, vintage maps from back in whatever day. Sure. Uh, but uh, I, I still might do that if it's easy to find. But I I mean, it's not that I was, you know, I, I got caught up in the moment because it's something I would be interested in. But I was thinking, you know, they, and there's nothing wrong with it. The, the one who's most interested in that is me, you know, it's like, they, they just want to be, we just want to have a good story. We don't need to be, uh, factually dead on or, I mean, it wouldn't be factually dead on anyway, because it's a post apocalypse. Yeah. So 
And the other thing about it is the way the post-apocalypse happened, it's like a dimensional thing that caused magic and mutations and things to be unloosed. Un- unloosed? Unleashed. Yeah, unleashed. Unloosed. So anything, anything can happen. Anything is possible. So Yeah, we just spent 20 minutes swatting flyotes with, uh, with car parts. I think, I think we're good to go. <laughs> and we'll that went really good. well, by the way. That was I a lot of fun. Uh, it was. I watched I a bunch of... Um, uh, not Galtar, dang it. Um, Thundar. I watched a bunch of uh, Thundar in preparation for the game, and I got the formula down pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Thundar jumps in like an idiot. Wow. <laughs> and then the woman saves his neck. Yeah. Ookla uh, throws something heavy, and uh, Ariel solves all the problems. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I, I'm sure you did better than I did when I first uh, tried Cartoon Action Hour, not knowing that it wasn't tune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it I, could be, though. Really? I totally misinterpreted what game we were playing for, like, the first three sessions or something. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious, because I just figured you were just doing, you know, something different, and it worked. And I mean, even when you found out, you still kept the basic character intact, which I thought was pretty cool. He just he wasn't quite as. Um, well, I missed out on a lot of that stuff, to be honest. I mean, the whole GI Joe era, uh, He-Man, Masters of the Universe, Thundar the Barbarian, <laughs> any of the other um, Saturday morning uh, fair uh, was was just in that age range for me, where it would be like, oh, yeah, well, they got to sell toys somehow, and then I'd go off and do something else. <laughs> I just wasn't into yeah. it because I wasn't the right age for it. I, I skipped it entirely, and I I I missed out on uh, on a lot of what was was going on. But uh, I knew the style. I I knew the uh, I knew the the way the themes were handled and and you know how they generally went about. Well, to be fair, we mm-hmm. we kind of took that and went in all kinds of odd directions with it anyway so it wasn't really like you needed to know that much of what those were what those cartoons were like because yeah. we kind of i mean why say we lion court kind of took it in his own <laughs> lion court's game mastering style is unique lucas yes <laughs> his style is lucas his style is u- uniquely lucas like <laughs> whatever <laughs> <laughs> Heavily Lucas oriented. Things happened. Um, wow. Well, I'm very glad to hear that it went as uh, uh, better for you than you ever expected it would. And, um, yeah, dude, don't ever put yourself on trial with you as the judge for anything. <laughs> holy crap, cut yourself some slack. For God yeah, well, that's, that's 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 an area not to get all yeah, but that's an area I work on in many areas of my life. So game mastering is no exception, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, well, I just need to chill out and stop being my own worst critic. Crack a couple of wine coolers before you get started, and just you know, <laughs> put on a fan, put on some some uh, I don't know, Zamfir, King of the Pan flutes in the background. <laughs> Whatever weird shit lowers the blood pressure or just, you know, chill. It's a game. But everybody's supposed to have fun. I don't listen to me lecturing you about it. It's like, 
<laughs> Bullshit. You know. I don't have to tell you any of this stuff. Oh, man, I, I remember the first, uh, and it's right here on this podcast, if y'all want it, uh, when we did Spirit of, the, uh, Spirit of the Season that first time, and I was ready to just be like, I think I even said at one point, guys, I'm sorry, I think I, I'm going to step aside. And let, we can, let's just, it didn't work out the way. And you, thank you, were like, no, we're doing fine. We're doing, because I was caught up in, I wanted to be more caught up in the cinema of the action scene and I was getting caught up in mechanics and I was saying oh. things like, okay, let's roll these dice. And and I wanted to focus on, no, the Yetis are coming at you with the rocket packs and they're destroying the, you know, they hit a Christmas tree that falls over in the middle of the, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And because it was my first game, I was getting all, I, I felt like I was like, it was like the guy from Christmas story. No, no, this is not how it's supposed to be going. And, you know, observing <laughs> as I'm okay, let's roll your, your uh what is it your alertness or whatever and and uh, thankfully you you were like no we're doing fine you're doing fine let's keep going that's and uh, i i appreciate that because at that moment i was i was literally ready to just throw in the gm towel and be like all right i'm i'm done it was a real fun adventure to listen to too (laughs) it wasn't nearly as bad hearing it back as i thought it was in my head as it was happening I mean, it wasn't, you know, I think I've improved since then, but I mean, it wasn't like I thought it was just, oh my God, this is horrible. And listening to it, it wasn't, it was, yeah. it was a good time. Yeah. At least, you know, for the, uh, for the unacquainted listening audience, which I was when I first heard that low these many moons ago. <laughs> yeah, we gotta do another, take gotta a do deep breath and you carry on. There's yeah. a podcast out that, uh, um, I think I've heard the first five or six of them. You may have even recommended this at some point. I have so poor a memory on this stuff. Uh, it's a D&D campaign, I'm pretty sure, called God's Fall. Huh. The guy, all the stuff that you were doing with the sound effects and the music backgrounds and all that stuff that, remember when I, when I asked okay. you if you were in fact mad? Yeah, that I want to get back to in some more sane way, but yeah. Well, this yeah. guy's doing it. This guy's doing it, uh, or at least when he was with the start of these, he's doing it weekly. And yeah, there, there it is. He's putting in sound effects. He's using, uh, he's using, uh, studio produced dialogue for NPCs. Wow. He's got music in the background. It's called God's Fall. I'll have to find the link to it and stick it in the show notes for, uh, for this one. It's um, just one word, G-O-D-S-F-A-L-L. I better double check that because I don't want to get it wrong. I know I'm subscribed, so I'll just bring up YouTube. But because uh, it, it could be, oh, it's one of those YouTube podcasts. Is it on Geek no, actually, I think he's tw- it's Twitch. He's uh, he's play he's been a player on some Geek and Sundry stuff, but uh, ah, but um, can somebody explain to me why it is that watching other people play video games is such a yes thing? I don't understand. <laughs> Okay, so let's say there's a game that you're super, super interested in, but for whatever reason, you feel like you can't show out the 60, 70, 80 bucks right now. Oh, so it's that's, the same reason actual plays are a thing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that scratches your itch. Yep. Okay, that makes and sense. And then there's, there's a couple of games where, like, um, uh, seeing someone do 
it really, really well can be interesting because it's like it's complicated or there's new ways of solving problems or sometimes just like like any performance, uh, seeing people do something really well can be interesting. I think right. that's what it is. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, because I've tried to watch a couple Twitch channels where they're playing the game, and I'm thinking I would like this more if you'd shut up so I could actually hear the game you're playing because uh, yeah, I'm sure they can. What I prefer too. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I was just curious because there's a lot of them. Yeah. I'm looking at this, and this doesn't look like what I was actually listening to. Bummer. It might not be called God's Fall. Uh, rewind, everybody. I'll try and find it. Uh... Was it Titanfall? No, it wasn't. It wasn't the Wheaton thing. Oh, good doggy. No, that was oh, rewinding. rewinding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got that way, doesn't it? I'll have to find it. <laughs> I thought it was God's fault. I'm, I'm, wow. <laughs> wow. That's, uh. We've all been there. Yeah. There's this playlist. Maybe the thing that, the channel has no playlist. No, it can't be this one. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, I'm, I would love to put that effort back into my podcast, but I just, I enjoy. I don't want to. Last <laughs> thing, I. Do, I oh, it's <laughs> insanely difficult. It's like, insanely time-consuming. I, I would love to because I enjoy it, but it takes so damn long. And yep. when I stopped, I was, I was reading a book and thinking, "Oh my god, I forgot how much fun it is to read a book." Because <laughs> for the first ten or so episodes of Monkeys Took My Jetpack. I was basically eating, sleeping, and doing something to do with the podcast, either editing the Skype track or putting sound effects together or, and, and it's just like when I, you were right. It caught up with me in a major way. And I finally, when I stopped, it was really hard to get started again. And that's why we started seeing episodes take longer and longer to come out. Cause it was just like, Oh God, I don't want to be in front of that computer anymore, <laughs> which is, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, if I could, I mean, I, I, uh, Moondog's been doing a lot of editing and doing it very well, and I might eventually, uh, try putting some more of that stuff back in. Maybe, maybe. <clears throat> we'll see. Um, not until after. I used to limit myself to, uh, like the very basic editing, uh, like one pass cleaning up, and I think I put a limit of like four sound effects. Hmm. I remember those days. That's how it started for me. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I'm like, because otherwise this is going to consume my life for about a week, yeah. and then yeah. I'll be sick of it and never want to do it again. A whole week, huh? Yep. Hey. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm here. Hey. Hey. With a very loud mic, sir. Am I? Okay, let me turn this down a bit. How's that? Much there you better. Oh, that's much better. Thank you. Awesome. All right. No, I'm not it's finding. Audacity apparently. I'm sorry, Audacity apparently doesn't give me a good idea of exactly how how loud I'm being, so... <laughs> and what it's going to do to you as a result. That's what we're for. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, guys! <laughs> ow! Ow, ow! <laughs> that might be a cool topic for... Uh, I mean, I don't know if you're taking suggestions for topics uh, for AGC. I didn't even ask. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, 
Yeah, that might be an interesting topic. Is uh, we were talking before you came on about how I have discovered that what I was thinking of as just kind of a lazy way to compensate for a disability is actually just plain outsourcing when I have the players rather than when I try and come up with some half-assed uh, attempt at describing something, I will say, hey, this is the basic gist of it. What do you see? How do you see this for a yum-yum or for an oom for, for a fate point or whatever? And I do that uh, all the time. Yeah, I know you do, and I don't know why I didn't put that together until fairly very recently. Um, I have to take the part but, of Nikki here and say that Blind Geek has just volunteered, Mr. K, to be on your show with that topic and discuss it thoroughly with you. Okay. It's on tape. Cool. It's recorded. No backing out. <laughs> no, I would. I would love to. I've never. Been. No, 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 Mister. No, it's see. too late. You made a promise. <laughs> no, no, I, I want to do it. Yeah, okay, look at him trying to weasel out. Just continue are you, playing Nikki part. Yeah, Trial are you doing Nikki weekend? also. There you go. Uh, I don't. I don't think I am. So we could do it. That would be good because I'm going to be out of here from the. I'm going to a friend's wedding in Pennsylvania from the 22nd to the 28th. So, so from the time then. Careful yeah. when you say weekend, Bond Geek. For me, weekend is Saturday and Sunday. If you want to include Friday, we can, but just make sure I'm aware that when you say weekend, <laughs> you could mean Friday evening. Did, did I say weekend? You did say weekend. Oh, sorry. That's. I meant next Wednesday. <laughs> okay, definitely. That's, so you're like those that bastards at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I heard weekend. I'm sorry. You may have said Wednesday. I'm 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 sorry. Whichever. I meant Wednesday. There we go. Anyway, well, you thought you heard weekend. I thought I heard weekend too. So either we're both suffering from the same delusion, which is entirely possible. I might mm. add. Well, yeah, I'm definitely free uh, next Wednesday. So yeah, that would be awesome. All right, uh, we'll we'll handle the rest in uh, in in email a little, a little bit later, but cool. we'll just kind of go from 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 there, I suppose. All right, this is going to drive Adam, me nuts. Have now. you been talking any about those pictures you've been posting lately? Oh my! Oh, I haven't gotten to that yet at all. <laughs> Contact is a very <laughs> interesting opener. I haven't gotten to them at all. I haven't I haven't even started on what I've been busy with because it's just been cool sitting back and listening to. Yeah. Listening to what's been going on with everybody else. And now I'm driven myself crazy by remembering a podcast that's very, very similar to the way Blind Geek did his audio for Monkeys Took My Jetpack in the very beginning, or at the very mm-hmm. beginning. And yeah. I can't find it. I thought it was God's fault. The guy just played on somebody else's uh, game. And now I can't remember what game it was. It was either one of Matthew Colville's games or one of Patrick Rothfuss's games. And, and I yes, can... you shouting into your earphones at home. I I can hear you, but by podcast law, <laughs> we, are, we are not allowed to take your information. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm travel only works one way. Yep. And and I will get to, as a matter of fact, I'll share another image, uh, quite a few more images uh, before too long, um, because I've been finding them. I'm just going to go to, I'm going to go to email here and read the one piece of feedback we have, which which is extremely impersonal and not precisely actually aimed at us. Awesome. And here okay. it is. It's from iTunes Store. 
Ooh. Huh. I like those guys. Dear podcast owner, your podcast oh. feed, brackets, insert RSS feed here, which they did. There's the link. And right. brackets was successfully added and is now under review. Sincerely, oh. the iTunes store team. Apple respects your privacy, yada, 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 information regarding, yada, yada, blah, 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 blah. So, the RSS feed has been successfully rewritten. It has been double validated by two different uh, third-party sources online, the one they recommend and another one that said, yeah, nothing wrong with this. Ooh, it glows in the dark and we love it and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So, yeah, the RSS feed is fine iTunes has been given it. Unfortunately, that was like, I don't know, day before yesterday, and I haven't heard back from them. They're supposed to send an email saying, yeah, okay, yeah, that's a podcast, and it's okay, uh, and we like it, and you here, it's going to be on the store. Uh, here's the link to it. So I haven't gotten that yet. But the uh, we're, we're not on iTunes thing has been addressed to the best of my ability, and I certainly do hope that we'll get more and more people screaming mm. into their microphones saying, you dipshit, the name of the podcast is... <laughs> awesome. He's been on Twitch for two years. What's the matter with you? His audio is brilliant. You should listen to... Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll find it, I suppose, at some point. If I find it after the fact, then obviously it's going to be in the show notes. But... Uh, I'll stop. Yeah, I'll so stop calm down, for. Chad. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, we know who you are. And we're looking at you right now. Mm-hmm. You really Let shouldn't listen you. to podcasts naked, because... And your choice of salad dressing is repulsive. <laughs> wow. No get out of your mom's about. basement and get a job. Oh, <laughs> Damn. listening. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I do not live with my mother. My mother lives with me. With me. <laughs> a separate entrance and everything. I happen to like it in the be- basement. <laughs> Speaking of basements and dead monkeys, as, as we've been, well, dead Reese's oh. monkeys anyway. Oh, yeah. Reese's, Reese's pieces, pieces leading in a trail <laughs> to the basement. That was what happened yeah. when all the monkeys, when, when the thing full of dead monkeys was... was Blown up in a ac- grenade accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reese's Pieces at that point. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that's a negative on the old Reese's chart. That was <laughs> pretty awful. <laughs> oh, that was pretty or an awful lot of positive, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll start with the... Uh, uh, let me start with Andros. Andros, did you get that? Did you see that thing that I that I emailed you? No. Well, I I sent that out to the. Now? Just was it just now? No, it was no, yesterday. I at the email. I'm looking at my email again. I saw. Uh, four or five I, days ago, I think. Oh. The subject saw, line all saw, is. All I saw in there were trilobites emails. The subject line was, "Hey, Andros, oh. look what I found in my basement." I, maybe I'm you, maybe I'm sending it to the wrong place, or it's ending up in your spam folder or something. Oh, I assuming I assume that you, you got it. You yes, it is in my spam to everyone folder. because oh, well there you go. <laughs> 
So the guy who Skype's email has been yeah. going to Andros' spam folder. That's not a promising sign. <laughs> that's the first time that's ever happened. Well, it's okay. Nikki's did, too. Oh, cool, Let's then. See. I get to see your reaction see right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let me click on all those. Uh, okay. Oh, and here's Mark's, too. What are all these things? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We were going to talk about my we're archaeology. Scandalous. Now we're hearing, <laughs> yeah, now we're hearing Andros' archaeology. Oh, look, they're in my email folder. <laughs> Excellent. I'll be right back, guys. Excellent. Quick bio break before we start. Wisdom. What he do, I do same. Also wisdom. I did before I got on Skype, so. So, um, you're ahead of the game. <laughs> and if I have to take a bio break, I'm just going to do it in my pants right here where I'm sitting. <laughs> wow, that was a pleasant visual for <laughs> I was going to say, we didn't need to know that. No, too much information. <laughs> okay. Uh, kidding, of course. So, um, yeah, what, what I've been, what I've been finding is all the paper that I've held onto since forever, as I, as I'm trying to, uh, clean up, continue to clean out this basement. Um, link in the last episode show notes displays the uh, progressive filling of that 30-yard dumpster primarily with stuff too large to throw out in a regular garbage bag, you know, like a sofa. Mm -hmm. Like monkeys. Monkeys or, or couches or... Uh, I think it, I, I counted something like three broken microwaves. Mm. Oh, uh, wow. Four, oh, I see. four space heaters, <laughs> a futon... But I've been finding a lot of paper stuff. Did you find it? Did you see the most recent one? Email that I sent you? Uh, yeah. I sent it to the group, essentially, but I, it's, it was mm -hmm. aimed at Andrews. Yeah, it's a, it's a copy of the camp newsletter. Yep. Yep, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they put one of these things out every day for the whole week of the, the camping event. I only... Awesome. Uh, I think the, I only made it there in time for, uh, for like Friday night to park the vehicle and set up or at least sleep. Yeah. And then uh, I was there Saturday and Sunday, that particular Pensick, and that was number 13. Number 13. Let's was, see. Yeah, 1984. 1984. The Pensick Is this progress. one that you talked about on IDD UFOS? Was this right, the same I, th I think we, I think we were actually both there, yes. Yep. <laughs> and I came across the the Pensick Progress, as it was called, the uh, the the on camp, the on site camp newsletter, and I, I had no idea that I still had these things. That I, somehow they survived everywhere I ever lived or moved to, and there they were in a box. And I just I was like screw it. I'm digitizing these, and I'm going to find out if any more of them are out at some point. But, wow, the, the crap that I hold on to is <laughs> astonishing. Well, I'm going to have to show this to Erica. She's going to get a big kick out of it. Well, she's, she, was, uh, she was actually included in, in that particular uh, list because I 
blanketed. Uh, oh, okay. It should be. It's probably in her spam folder too. <laughs> Maybe. If it isn't, you could just forward it. But uh, that went to all yeah. the gutter skypes just to let them know that I found stuff. And now I'm going to put this. Just one more thing. Uh, into. There we go. This is an example of what businesses will do to cash in on fandom. <laughs> in in uh yeah in nineteen seventy six Star Trek was hell. It was less than ten years since the series ended. They had oh their bicentennial God. ten. And some enterprising entrepreneur decided that uh the diffraction grading, the laser diffraction grading that you normally would see on a on a badly detailed van. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. But the, the <clears throat> shiny laser grid type stuff that uh you know that that you could get for pennies now and is not even put on anything anymore because it's so cheesy in the mid seventies was still relatively rare. And it is awesome. Is it it's and this this image is from nineteen it's from a sheet that was included like, Welcome back. I just <laughs> put I just put up a picture that showed uh, um, car decoration foil or futuristic uh, laser laser peel and stick foil um, that was purchasable in 1976, but still very relatively rare. Uh, and it was being sold as the Vulcan crystals. Hmm. For like ten cents a square inch or thirty cents a square inch. Huh. I'm not even looking at the thing now. They actually had a couple of these things on that sash. That oh yeah. They said Gesundheit. Okay. Anyway, um, you, you remember in Star Trek: Next Generation, Worf had that uh, Klingon sash with a couple of little metals on it. They mm-hmm. used they used one of these diffraction patterns for that. I saw something similar. Uh, just today on the season finale of um, Enterprise, and I was like, mm. how cool is it that on this main central prop, they're using that, and I didn't even remember what it was called. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, like, they're using that, like, old, silvery, d- rainbow, half-hologram tape. Yeah. <laughs> and it was and in I the original they did series. It deliberately. They must have, because it does, it does appear in the original series. So the stuff had yeah. been out for a while. It had been out for at the very least ten years, or or, uh, or seven or eight years uh, at least as a as a Hollywood uh, prop thing. But but it was it was mainly used for just crappy car decoration. I so far as I could tell in the mid seventies, and here they were selling it, calling it Vulcan crystals, and giving the different <laughs> patterns. Names like you know Romulan, whatever, whatever the hell. That's mm-hmm. fabulous. And I I love the or Organian one. <laughs> <laughs> For the listener at home, the Organian pattern is blank. So this was just this was just one of the uh, this was just one of the um, sh- sheets of paper, flyers, or whatever that was in my uh, in my goodie bag, my loot bag. 
uh, from uh, Star Trek Bicentennial 10 from 1976. And it's like, mm-hmm. and there was awesome. a pile of other nice. stuff in there. I'll do up a slideshow or something uh, and stick it on my refrigerator site. But wow, yeah, I've been mm-hmm. finding stuff that <clears throat> I'm astonished. I'm the nicknames for these crystals have been chosen by Star Trek fans. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Through what no doubt was a comprehensive and peer-reviewed vetting process. Mm-hmm. And That's... in no way... Hey, Frank, what do we call this one? What's the name of that guy with the pointy ears? <laughs> I think it's Spark. <laughs> That's right, Dr. Spark. Something Spark. like that. <laughs> Look in the TV guide real quick. Come on, I'm setting this up. <sighs> Convention is also... this weekend. <laughs> the handwritten... Trademark symbol. Yeah, they had to yeah. write that all over the okay. thing because they fucked up the. Wow. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Oh, okay. Nineteen. This is more. This is more to the mark of where my head was at when I was sixteen. Mm. Oh my. Yeah. Should I be worried? Yeah, this is one of the the, the pictures that I I I saw there. I was wondering if you if you still had that uh, D seven model up in the upper right corner. Uh no, uh, I haven't. Oh, I haven't got the. Uh, I haven't got the Klingon battle cruiser. This brings a smile to my face. I gotta tell you. Mm, wow. Uh, what I oh. still. What I still have that's in this picture is. Uh, how do I make this bigger without like opening up a fifteenth window here? The oh, the the water go. damage and the type of fading makes it look like this is a photograph from 1876. I know it's practically a freaking sepia tone, and it's all it's only when I was like 17, 16, or 17. <laughs> yes. Oh, I would have to have been 17 because the bicentennial 10 was uh, in 76, mm-hmm. and some of the stuff mm-hmm. that's in the image. Mm-hmm. Uh, I better post this in the show notes too. Essentially, it was like my whole room was a shrine to freaking Star Trek the year before Star Wars came out. But a pretty good looking one. I gotta say, you got like you mm-hmm. got a nice layout here. You got some good stuff. I love the Klingon battlecruiser model. Yeah. That, yeah, that I, I always thought that one. I always thought that ship looked better and cooler mm-hmm. than the Enterprise. Always thought. Yeah, that. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I can well, definitely it, see that. Wasn't the Enterprise design kind of an accident, or am I remembering something apocryphal? What I'm remembering is Roddenberry seeing all the designs come in for the Enterprise and saying, no, that's what everybody else has done. No, that's what everybody else has done. And then when uh, when they came up with this, w- with the final one, he was like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. And, of course, the physicists or the, or the, uh, the sticklers, the, the trolls of the time were like, if you put, excuse me, if you put, put the nacelles up there, it's going to go fly in a circle around and around and around, <laughs> looping <laughs> downward. Yes, always. but, but they, they did it in magazines and uh, APAs back, back then, so it, 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 it took two months for anyone to actually see it. So. That's right. They saw it in the hard copy. <laughs> and no one outside those circles was aware that, you know, such a controversy even existed. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think I still have the phaser that's hanging. Uh, the phaser that's in front of the books is suspended from the shelf. I still mm-hmm. have that. Um Hopefully, as I keep continue through the basement, I'll find the Starfleet techu- technical manual that the model of the Galileo 7 is sitting on, 
You can't tell, but I remember that's exactly what it was. Getting a lot of rattling and microphone noise off somebody. Yeah. Was it me? Maybe uh, it has been in the past. I've been trying not to. For... I've been trying not to shuffle around too much, but you know how this microphone is. So yeah, it's not enough for anyone to light up, but it's um, it's a. Uh... Definitely noticeable. Okay, it stopped. <laughs> okay. But all right, yeah. So anyway, I'm finding all the stuff that I that I have in these old. Pic- oh, it started again. Who's moving? <laughs> Somebody pacing. <laughs> I moved a little bit. Yeah, I don't think not enough should. that I. I mean, I'm not hearing any noise from me. So good. Okay. Oh, the light-up stuff works differently now. Okay. Does it? Yeah. Oh, that's helpful. (laughs) (laughs) No, it just means now I can tell if someone asks where the feedback is coming from. Now I can see. Uh, I'm going to stop because if I keep going, I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to like drag 60 or 70 pictures in here. And that's not what oh. we're about right now. That's so awesome. Yeah, I'll just mention one thing really quick before we get down to business. Absolutely. As far as the D7 goes, were you aware that I, I, I found out about this on the uh, Trek Yards YouTube channel? Uh, Mega Blocks has a set where you can build a Klingon D7. Damn. Awesome. Cur- currently uh, available now, right? Yep, it's. Uh, I I I think Amazon has it. Yeah. God, if I started getting into this, I would. I would. <laughs> if I started getting into half the stuff that I really wanted to get into, so far as between Star Trek and Star Wars, and the D and D stuff that's been coming out, I I mm-hmm. I'd be doing another uh, set of pictures next year with another thirty yard dumpster. <laughs> like. I would just, oh, I can't go there. It's too dangerous. <laughs> I understand that. Believe me. Yeah, Mega Bucks is dangerous. They got a lot of good stuff. <laughs> On the other hand, Lego has that full, not a full-sized one, but a uh, a, a pretty nice-scale Saturn V that you can get for a, a, a hundred bucks or so. Nice. So, anyway, anyway, that's, uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been cleaning out my basement, going into boxes, finding all the stuff, the ephemera mostly, a couple of belt buckles here and there, maybe a plastic model. Mm -hmm. Oh, an intact, I found an intact plastic model. Uh, The pieces are still in the plastic bag on the trees of the USS Enterprise 20th Anniversary Edition model release. With the decals. Awesome. It's like, how the hell do I still have this? And, <laughs> and half of me is thinking, oh, I'm going to build this, you know, at some point. And the other half of me is thinking, what does this go for on eBay? Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, obviously, let's see, what, a 20th anniversary? Even oh. if it was like 68. 76, 86, well, it would have been 86. I would have been holding on to a plastic model since 1986. Wow. Mm. Um, so I found one of those too, but yeah. 
Finding stuff. I'm done. <laughs> I think if there was something else I was supposed to talk about, I forgot what it was. Uh, um, we did not get uh, between the last episode and uh, and this one. Um, we did not get listener feedback there, uh, which is not terribly surprising because the last episode didn't get posted until four days, three days ago. <clears throat> I found a picture of myself from that Penzik War, by the way. Ooh, awesome. Is this, this is from uh, this, 13? This is the one that you talked about on IDDFOS, I think. Kind of, yeah. It would, it would have to be. Oh, well, I'm sure it is, yeah. I remember you talking about an event, and I think um, these, like, the people who are recreating some of these medieval battles and the right. rain and... Look up Penzik War on... on um, yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. they, still are, are, do, they still do this last August every um, every year in up in Pen, um, Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. So let me ask: Are you the ripped stud in the background, or are you the dignified gentleman in the green? No, I'm the one in the white surcoat. Ah, okay. So you're you're the dude who looks like he runs the place. <laughs> oh, is that what <laughs> is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> You're the standard. Bear, yeah. Are you the standard bearer in the picture? Yeah. Oh, that okay. Is great. Awesome. Yeah, you you totally look like you're the guy who organized all this stuff, <laughs> and like these other people just thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That is great. Just look up SCA Pentec right. Wars YouTube. Uh, YouTube has a series of like. Different channels, local channels, uh, doing news coverage on the whole event, and they go into the background. That's interesting. Wow, they've yeah. gotten really um, technologically savvy there, and they've gotten <laughs> bigger. They've gotten way bigger. Oh yeah, they they put the numbers at the top of the Pensive Progress, uh, and in in eighty four it was like number of cars, number of people, and people mm-hmm. was like a little over three thousand. Mm-hmm. Wow. And now it's something like, I don't know, 10,000 plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last one I went to, which was a few after the one you posted the thing for, yeah. um, there were, when we had the big battle, there was a thousand people on each side. Wow. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Yeah. Probably more than ever participated in any, <laughs> in any given battle of the actual time period. <laughs> So babies born on the day that uh, babies born in the week that we were there are thirty three years <laughs> old now. Oh wow! Hopefully it wasn't on on the at the campsite. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Wait, he said born, not conceived. Or conceived. Yeah, they're thirty three years old now, and they're going to Pensick bringing their own kids. Oh man, right. that is a thing, right? I hate mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I hate that so much. But whatever. Somebody's got to do it. You're young at heart. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's my news. Who else has got news uh, and events to share? All, all, all I will particularly add is that last weekend I went to go see Wonder Woman, and it was everything that I thought it possibly could be. Oh, good. Or bad. So, what was it? Were you hoping for, be- for the best? 
I was I was I was hoping for a for once good DC movie, and I actually got it. So oh, nice. good, excellent. I'm busy sharing this, uh, saving this picture so that I don't lose it because it's going in the show notes too. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I, well, I never got, I never actually got this particular image for uh, IDDFOS. I got uh, a couple of the others more recent. Um, yeah, I, I, I sent you the post picture of me in the nice armor, right? <laughs> absolutely, sure. Why not? I would too. Sure. <laughs> I had to go back and listen to that one again. I had a lot of fun listening to IDDFOS. It was like mm-hmm. exactly the right type of show at that particular time. Cool. Good. Did it ever actually get uh, classified? I think you've got a you you were on the list of best um, um, philosophy p- uh, podcast at one time. <laughs> nice, I did make and, the podcast uh, pickle yeah. awards one year. That was bizarre. I'm, I remember that you said that I didn't know we had a philosophy podcast. I thought we just talked about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, that apparently it fit into that category for some folks, and somebody voted it. Or enough people voted it, uh, uh, voted it in, and of course that was when there were like eleven podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days, still, right? The good still old days. Still a good one, though. When you had a choice of like, like sixty or seventy podcasts, and that was it. Helen, some of them were already charging. That was pretty wild. Really. I remember mm-hmm. back then when I was looking for stuff, it's like, oh, this really sounds good. This really sounds interesting. Oh, these people are pros. And then you go to listen, and it's like, here's two free shows. Now you have to subscribe to hear the other content. It's like, yeah, well, you know what? There's an upcoming out that's free that I don't need to deal with you folks, so mm-hmm. bye. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, I like Cut. the Patreon model. It seems to be a much better way to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to pay yeah. for it, pay for it whatever, whatever way... Uh, Still allows people to get your get your content. The Patreon way, and then there are the ads that they're putting in, where people just read them or mm. give you the gist. But I I don't like those as much because it seems like all of the same products are you are being sponsored by all the same or by all different podcasts. So yeah yeah like, blue blue was, apron yeah, which, which <laughs> podcast do I want to support by ordering Harry's or whatever you know or <laughs> audible or a movement watch or a, a, a casper mattress or exactly. or blue, Have a- I missed any? blue apron and uh, loot crate blue apron which i squarespace. Might Don't forget squarespace. You know squarespace squarespace yes um what's the one about the the under the the neon right. mac Wilden. Yes, wow, that's... <laughs> I hate microbes. <laughs> <laughs> if there is one thing I cannot abide, it's a microbe. <laughs> if there's only thing I hate worse than a microbe, it's two microbes. Two microbes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've not heard this, but I, I think it was Mac Weldon was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, that's uh, that's Mr. Tompkins whenever he reads ah. The Mac Weldon ads. He reads them as <laughs> Mac Weldon. <laughs> An eccentric Texas millionaire who's gone into the underwear business. <laughs> yeah, blue apron. I might try one of these days because that just sounds well, that sounds practical anyway. I've used some similar services and uh, they are pretty slick. 
if you get a good one. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. My God, we have we are not doing. No. Roll for initiative. Yeah, this is a social Secret. occasion. Sorry, to be polite to the listener, sorry, we haven't mentioned Nikki isn't here um, and is not expected to be here because she's she's got a musical gig thing going on that mm-hmm. uh, that that needs rehearsing for, and her time crunch um, her time crunch is going to have her get getting ready for actually a couple of. Uh, a couple of musical engagements that uh, we're very happy to hear she's going to be a part of, and uh, and so there's that. And we hope she knocks him dead and does real well. And I'm sure she's here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so May I she breaks several of her many legs. Indeed, her many legs. Absolutely crafty in here now. <laughs> that would be tentacles, not legs. Pay to get, pay to get video of that. But oh. I could just see, I, I, I could just hear her saying, "Now, you said break oh oh a leg. If you didn't say it had to be one of mine." Ah. <laughs> theater. Excellent. Excellent. Ah. <sighs> I'm seeing if I actually have my character info here. Oh, I, do. <clears throat> I do. Yeah, get your, get your characters. Get your dice. And dice. Oh, that's right. I have to have both. <laughs> get, your, get your stimulants or depressants, depending on your need. I favor a fine mix of the two. I think I'll go all Christmassy here with red and green. Ooh, um, oh no 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 no! Trump is president. Christmas is still legal. Oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> Trump can shave my dog and paint my buttocks for all I care. Peace and blessings be upon him. Um, would you? Whatever. <laughs> My alternate. Oh yeah, he can spear my monkeys and feed me pyrite for all I care. <laughs> I was trying to say, you know the old expression, like you know, you want to say boo to a ghost. <laughs> no, no, I okay. like it though. Like to describe some, it might be regional. It, it might be regional to describe someone who's very, very quiet. Uh, it is sometimes said that he or she wouldn't say boo to a ghost. Oh, okay. No? No one's ever heard that? I haven't you actually learn something heard something new every time. day. <laughs> I have heard y'all don't know A from a bullfrog. That's pretty good. But that was when I was in grammar school. And from the same teacher I heard, I'll, if you do such and such a thing, I'll be on you like white on rice. Ah, good old white on rice. Yeah. That's right up there with ugly on a gorilla. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Well, that story goes nowhere. Then if that's not anywhere near as common as I apparently was misled into believing it was. 
I tried to say that the other day, and I ended up somehow coming up with, I wouldn't say shit to a corn dog. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what? 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 <sighs> uh, thanks, brain. Thanks a lot. That's in the same department as he hits the ball very far or something like that. Yes. Excuse me. Oh, God. Or one that still cracks me up. I don't remember now if it was... Uh, it might have even been you, Blind Geek. It was someone someone in the other group way back in the day called Penguins the Torpedoes of the Sea. <laughs> I don't think that was me, but I wish it was. That's funny. Oh, it was brilliant. Brilliant. I still laugh about that sometimes. All right, so it sounds like everybody's all prepared. Yep. If you don't have your characters, I have them right here. I've got uh, I've got Archibald spelled out in front of me in text. Excellent. <laughs> no, you're not. You got better. All right. So when last we left our tiny, somewhat suboptimal mechanical heroes, you were making your way along the wide and relatively even expanse of a maglev track. Maybe um, 12 feet from edge to edge, which when you're roughly the size of a toaster is pretty big, in like a 20 or 30 foot sections with expansion joints between them. All of them are kind of like buckled and everything's leaning a little bit. They're small gaps. There's many wide turnouts with shelters, most of which have derelict cars in them, as in maglev train cars. These all look empty, um, pillaged, and in some cases, strangely chewed. In any case, they don't contain much that's been useful so far, though you've been able to scavenge up a few batteries and fuel cells here and there, maybe enough to provide, like, a day of operation for the factory mines back home. Hmm. As uh, you're journeying along, the uh, forest on either side has gotten higher and thicker. And in general, what's your approach like? Are you guys strolling and uh, doing the, I guess, radio frequency equivalent of singing moving right along? Are you moving furtively <laughs> from cover to cover? Uh, what's, uh, what's the general approach like, you think? We are scanning the surroundings mm -hmm. to make sure we don't get surprised by anything. I would um, say, let's see. I would say I'm moving very, uh, uh, herky-jerkily because I'm not really designed to be moving over forested terrain. Ah, but you were on the maglev track. Oh, I'm sorry. Which is I was... Elevated. It's like uh, it's like about sixty feet up, but okay. um, it I clearly missed... was like on some even road or like on some even terrain, which has since gone all wild and forested and stuff. Okay, my bad. I, I knew we were near the maglev track. I did not realize we were on it, even though you probably just said it. I was. Ain't no thing but a chicken's wing, my friend. Oh, that sounds absolutely yummy. Um, 
with little Ugh, buckles off. Animal flesh. I get the visual of us starting out once we had all successfully crossed that bridge mm-hmm. and moved all moving along the, the the track. I get the impression of us starting out like uh, like the Wizard of Oz group <laughs> doing the dance. <laughs> We're off to see the wizard going down the yellow brick road, and then finally getting to a point where they're entering the haunted forest <laughs> and just kind of huddled together. Scanning the area, as Andrew said, and and uh, basically keeping on the alert because it's getting darker around here. Ooh, you know what? Take a fate point because I like that as an opening scene description. Thanking you. It's getting darker around here, indeed. And uh, don't forget, because this idiot uh, failed to uh, set up even the most basic precautions uh, last oh. time. <laughs> You guys have certain bonuses. <laughs> I'm trying to find that now. Which you uh, you probably recall. We get an extra fate point, I believe. Oh, but I didn't know... one extra fate point, my friend. You, everyone gets three fate points. Oh, dang. Okay. I didn't... See, we weren't clear whether that was to be split amongst us or if it was a piece. So, yeah, that's... I remember we were having that discussion at, at the... Nope, that's at, three fate points each. Okay. And also, you each receive two automatic success with style results. Oh, sweet. And those can be used in this game or any future game I may be running. <laughs> if it's not with point. fate, you know, but then re- well, you can redeem it for some kind of equivalent. There it is. Right. I, found, I found it. As a gesture of recompense, please accept A, three fate points, and B, two automatic success with style results oh, to be right. redeemed at any point in this or future games. Dig yeah, it. That's right. And we had assumed that was to be split amongst <clears throat> us. And you now you're... assumed incorrectly, Grasshopper. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't assume it. For everybody. I got to tell you guys, though, that was just, oh, such just deliciously textured nothingness. It was just fantastic. Excellent. That's excellent. Drug sleep usually is not the best, but that was amazing. <laughs> I think my body must have really needed it. I'm positive it did. I'm glad you yes. got it. Absolutely. <laughs> Great. Absolutely. No worries there. And look what we did so, out yeah. of it. Holy crap. <laughs> it's getting dark. It is. Mist is starting to curl up out of the forest. And uh, the sounds of wild animals can be heard in the distance. You've been observed curiously by some winged creatures, dark in color. But uh, they're retreating off to somewhere now as uh, as darkness falls. So give me a marching order and set the scene just a little bit with that in mind. We're, uh, we're into... Like, hmm. just past sunset now, as uh, the sun is sinking beyond, like, the uh, thickly forested ridges and hills of this region. Squeak, I figure squeak, probably... Squeak, squeak em, squeak em. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I will take, as the Carmando, I will be happy to take the take point. Perfect. Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was actually thinking I, I would be somewhere in the front as well, using my flight to help kind of scout out ahead. Perfect. Okay, and Fulinator would take up the back. Excellent. So, uh, moving ahead here. I just muted to talk again. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. 
Yeah, I'll be just in front of Poolinator uh, with the uh, with the elevated laser. Uh, I don't know. I I, I think I, I picture the laser as being something like knee height or just above knee height. Sure. So um, there's that. Works for me. Hey, so let's see here. Um, Playbox. Um, yes. Carmando. Yes. Either of you have any kind of sensor features? Um, let's see. Not as such. I don't think I came with the oh, what's the with the uh, with the uh, socket uh, virtual reality whatever thingy. Trying to make a connect pun and failing miserably. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I saw you going with it. Um, we do, we'll workshop that one. We'll we'll bring someone yeah. in and punch it up. <laughs> All right. We'll fix it. In post. Awesome. The closest thing I have is my aspect buggy features gadgets gone awry. So that could be there could be a sensor in there. Certainly, you can use that or misuse that if you want. Remember, um, the world is big and bad enough. I'm not out to get you with compels on those uh, the negative mm-hmm. aspects of your aspects. Uh, but that's for you. That's on you guys. If you want or need some fate points or just think it's funny, Eddie. Uh, go ahead and lean on those when you want. Give yourselves uh, fate points for compels of the, the negative aspects of your aspects. So, um, Carmando, there's an opportunity for you to do that if you want, or you can straight just um, use your uh, buggy extra feature there and say you've got some kind of maybe um, properly functioning sensor. I'll do that because I don't have anything particular in mind, and I've already got six fate points now, so I'm not really hurting uh, me, then um, you can uh, give me a careful roll, why don't you? Okay, let's... All right, that's at plus one. I seem to always have plus one on my characters for careful. And that's an plus additional plus, plus one, because you got Playbox 9 kind of flying along, mm-hmm. keeping an extra eye out. Shoot your eye. Oh, that's a horrible roll. Okay. Um, I'm going to spend one of my six fate points and re-roll this. Sure. Mm-hmm. This is not the GM telling anybody what to do or how to play, but I will remind uh, all of us as Fate players that it's okay sometimes to let a failure stand. Oh, I know. I it's just... something Fate players tend to forget. Uh, Once not it, that's sure. not directed at you, Blind Geek, or at anybody. Uh, okay, I'm going to... Uh, I am at... <laughs> with the additional plus one, I am now at plus one. Excellent. So, <laughs> so you drive halfway onto uh, the expansion joint before the foamed metal gives way. Your two front tires dang- dangle precariously over a 60-foot drop to rugged, bouldery ground below. The section of track just beyond shifts about two inches to the left, making an ominous groaning noise. Uh, yeah. Well, that's not good. <laughs> Says Playbox 9. <laughs> groaning noises are sometimes all right, but not when they're ominous, no. Anyway, yes. Um, why did I just say that? I don't know. <laughs> Because you're my gastroenterologist. <laughs> That's as good an excuse as any, I suppose. Oh, uh, God. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of punchy today, and I'm not sure why, so I apologize. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to compensate to try to to try to not be hanging off the track, as it sounds like I am right cool. now. Um, what do you do? And you guys uh, can, everyone else can come in when, if and when they want to. 
I'm going to say that my tires have uh, a some sort of gripping feature that I can that uh, may or may not go as planned. But the plan is to use that to to uh, to uh, grip the the track. And I picture I'm kind of stalled as I'm using this feature, <laughs> kind of just trying to stay from falling over the side. Gotcha. I'll say you can totally stay in place and like manage to uh, claw back against the uh, the hungry void. But if you make a roll there, you're taking a risk. I'll take the risk. Okay, that's what I like that way. Mm, that sounds like that's going to be. You're just basically trying to hold straight up. I'm going to call that forceful for you. Okay. Uh, let's see. Ah, another minus one on the dice. What do you But with my forceful at plus two, I am G at plus one again. So all right, so you managed to barely back up. Once your front tires hit the edge, you uh, get full traction and uh, back all the way up onto the track. The next section of track ahead of you uh, shifts another two inches to the left, groaning again. And, the, and the little the little motor. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. The motor in my, you know, the in the toy is just is it's doing the because this is not. It's more than what it's designed to really mm-hmm. do. And of course, that smell of not smoke. I don't know what it. I don't know what ozone, the smell ozone, is. Ozone. Is it ozone? Okay, yes, that is coming from the from a flash the of sparks, a whiff of ozone. Okay, that is ozone. That's proper. Okay, it's actually, kind of a good smell in a weird way. Yeah, I anyway, love it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, what you guys doing? You okay there? I, this is going to suck. I have my communication system so far as so I can only speak in squeak squeakums. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But it's but it's on the character sheet. Really? If it's on the character sheet, it must be. It must be so. Huh. Well, all right. <laughs> is that an aspect? Uh. Well. Yeah, actually, one of my aspects is... Unconventional comm system. I thought that was your... Uh, when you talked about it, it sounded like it was so uh, you could have kind of the um, kit voice type thing. I think that was what it was originally supposed to be, and it kind of got screwed up. All right. Um, so now he's more like Groot. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone seems to know what R2-D2 is saying. That's true. Grace says, Commando, you really need to take a, take a short rest... You, you even, you even, you even smell as if you're overtaxing yourself. Oh, I know what I can do. I'll be like, like, uh, what is his name? Kia, Kia, in the, uh, in the in Battle of the Planets. Battle of the Planets. Oh, just need a rest. It's a little less annoying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we we may get a little rest, or we may get eternal rest, depending on whether this thing stays up. It seems to be swaying a bit. Ominously. As you say that, the section of track that you're on drops a full two inches. <laughs> oh, choppy waves. Before coming to a rest. Okay, everybody, stop talking about the condition of the maglev track. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. How far? How far back is is it? Is it? Uh, is it like a, a a like section of it, and it's still at the regular height, a little bit farther back, or or is the whole thing kind of? The section that you're on, like this, is laid out in like um, sections that are about twenty feet long, mm-hmm. and uh, the section ahead of you guys has like dropped and like 
uh, turned and tilted a little bit off. It's uh, it's groaning and creaking. The one that you're on just dropped like straight down two inches. So obviously this section and the next section are um, yeah, maybe a bit unstable, possibly heading toward collapse. Hmm. Uh, hey. Hmm. There's another creaking groan. The section that you're on shakes a little bit, sways in the wind, and then seems to settle back down. Though there's a like a cracking and ping from below. Okay, are we trying? Hey. We're trying to get ahead on this, or are we trying to get? Because if it's just this area, maybe I could do like a. That wouldn't help you guys though. Well, well, box not. Uh, Playbox doesn't have to worry about it. He can just fly over the damn thing. Well, kind of. The gap there may be a little bit troublesome, but it shouldn't be too bad. It's just. Oh. And yeah, the, the gaps may be like half a carmando length. Oh well, hell, okay, that's not bad. Uh, but is the the far side of the segment ahead of us is it still kind of in the direction of the rest of the bag left track, or is it? Mm-hmm. Already moved away. Nope, it's uh, it's still in the direction. It's just tilting. Okay, I'm gonna general leave this fucker. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Give me a give me a brief description and a flashy roll. As I as I uh, put on a burst of speed and then just jump over, because I don't really have anything I can use for a ramp, so I'm just going to have to hope I have enough. Just jump. Well, there's uh, junk all over the place. You could just describe something that works as a ramp. Oh, okay. Well, there's a uh, there's a ah. piece of... of uh, ah, damn it. Help me. I can't... Someone <laughs> I'm help blank here. I know what I want. It's like a piece of... De- well, let's just be general. Piece a of piece debris. of debris yeah. that yeah. that is leaning up against the side of the... Uh, of uh, Like, it's leaning up against one of the trees and, and, and keeping it and so I use that to, and I drive over up to the top of it and then just boom, and jump over the gap and land. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see whether I land. Jump over the gap and. And. Okay. Another plus one. Good God. So that was flashy, mm-hmm. which uh, I have at plus three. So. I'm at plus four. That's- so you do like a full, uh, hundred and, or you do like a full 360 axial flip. Yep. Land in a perfect, like, bootleg turn, slide <laughs> around facing your compatriots. Come on, guys. Come on. Can everybody go pretty quickly? In the infamous words of Tom Lair, who's next? Well, Archibald, can you, can you put on the speed? I I can put on the speed so long as I ditch this wretched box behind me that's got the batteries we've acquired so far. We need the batteries. Let's see, is there a way that I can grab the box and try to fly over the stuff with, with the box while the other two speed it across? You tell me. Do you have manipulators? I kind of had the impression that you didn't. <laughs> Can one of you chain that on to me? <laughs> I think the one who's got the most manipulators is the can opener, if I'm not mistaken. That would be Deodonato. Yeah. Deodonato 3000 LX. Let's see. Can we... I'm, I've, well, I've usually got usually when someone's gone, to... I say they're around. Their character's right, yeah. right over there. They're over there, yeah. Yes, yeah. but right now they come in damn handy. <laughs> so I'm trying to... Like, 
Good one. Okay. Well, because there's no, if, if they're just over there, I don't want. I mean, we're not controlling her character, so exactly. So we can't really use her manipulator at this point, even though it's coming handy. <laughs> um, I can I can tie it to you with a towel. Would that help? That sounds like it's as good as we're gonna get. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here, which seems happy, <laughs> quite appropriate given our current situation. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a careful role to me, but yeah. I don't know. That would depend. Um, Archibald, on how you're crossing this little gap here. I mean, you do have your tiny little wheels that are, like, designed for smooth floor. Ooh. And I think you have the aspect slowest member of the party. I think that's actually your trouble. Uh, slowest link in the chain, yes. Yep. So, yeah, speed and momentum isn't going to get me across. Something else is going to have to do that. And I think that something else is going to have to be an access panel. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or we could just try tying both of them to Playbox Nine and hoping that my my uh, my like flight engines hold up. Well, I'm I'm all for sacrificing uh, for the good of the cause, but uh, I won't volunteer anyone else to even come close to doing that. It, it'd be ridiculous. It'd be foolhardy. It'd be two down when only one and uh, one loss is more than sufficient. There was. Uh, there was an access panel to get at uh, some controls or wiring. We took the wiring, but we didn't take the panel for a fate point, he says. Ooh, um, or did you? Because I think you've got the stunt, all that junk. We do. Well, I've got to look at stunts. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> Something in your app storage area has a piece of junk that's just useful enough to act as an aspect with one free use. And that would be um, the access panel that just happens to be um uh uh corrugated uh, uh thin corrugated metal door cover to an electronics panel that we pulled off and took along with us that's four inches no that's eight inches wider than the gap I need to cross but a bing and that's how the game is played and awesome. off uh, and off we go in in uh in in um setting that i set uh, a set laser at the lowest possible setting and spot weld it in place at the corners. Just, uh, just little, um, um, not production welds, but, uh, quick TIG spot welding to keep it from shifting and then cross over it in a civilized manner. It makes sounds like a bag of potato chips being kneaded by a cat, fracturing <laughs> even as you cross over it into uh, fragility and uselessness. I mean, it's still there, but that's not going to support the shadow of a bird, much less another robot. Oh, dear. Speaking of sounds, there is another crunching sound, this one much deeper, that travels up through the pylon supporting this section, causing the whole thing to vibrate, and there's a loud bang. Hmm. The section that uh, you're on, Poolinator, and that uh, you, Playbox 9, are hovering over, uh, begins to tilt slowly, but with the feeling of something that is gathering momentum. Okay. Um, right. I immediately grab a towel and um, wrap it into a, a rat tail mm-hmm. and whip it across the gap to try and wrap it around a protrusion of some sort. <laughs> Give me a quick roll. 
Uh, let's see, that's a plus one, and my quick is a two, so that's a total of three. Awesome. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I, yeah, I tell um, <laughs> I can't remember his. That's Anim. Is Anim's robot already across, or is he still yes. here with me? Oh, he is. Okay, so I'm the only one over there. Okay, right. I'm technically still still there, and I and I need to like bounce across myself, so as quickly as I can. Okay. Yeah, you could just fly over. I think you're good. Yeah. Right. All right. He can give me a push if I need one, but I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. Swing across. That's, I'll, that's very abstract. Trying to bounce across yourself. That's. I'll hang. Yeah. I'll I'll uh, I'll hang back to kind of just in case something happens that uh, that uh, the uh, pollinator can't make it across. But otherwise, yeah, let's 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 get over there. Perfect. Right. Okay. And pollinator, just as you land on the far side, the uh, crunching, grinding, and snapping builds to a crescendo, and with a majestic slowness. The section of maglev track you had been on topples into the forest below. All right. Well, I look after it and say, hasta la vista. <laughs> <laughs> it's now full night. It's uh, mm. misty and foggy. In the distance, you can hear the sound of thunder, and uh, those of you with good optics can pick it up over the hills and ridges off to one side. Okay. So, give me a quick scene here, whether it's traveling on, or making some sort of camp, or what. I'm going to start at my internet right here, with um, Playbox 9. Give me one brief Lord of the Rings-style travel scene. Okay, we're... You said there was uh, weather coming in, and and Mm -hmm. the dark, and that. Okay, kind of zipping along the... uh, I'm, we're moving along as quickly as as we we can. I'm a little bit farther ahead, looking for maybe a uh, an a, a abandoned maglev car that we could take shelter in. Gotcha. As, as the wind keeps building up and and the lightning goes off in the distance and ever closer, even. Archibald, give me a scene connected to that one or another one afterward, travel montage style. Having successfully located, having um. Playbox having successfully located uh, uh, an abandoned car with sufficient mm-hmm. coverage to offer protection from the rain. In the darkness, we huddle around the gathered batteries and power packs that we've assembled so far, as if it were a campfire, and huddled nice. under uh, huddled under a towel, uh, all wrapped together. <laughs> uh, we plug our uh, our different access power. Uh, 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 power access cords uh, to the to the batteries and soak up whatever power we can, uh, as if uh, as if taking warmth from a campfire on a cold night in the dark. I l- I love it. Yeah, thankfully, uh, looks like the uh, the Blaine Prime Mover Company uh, was was ubiquitous, and they've got many many of these open cargo shells here. They're a <laughs> somewhat frightening cartoon mascot like glaring down from behind <laughs> mildew and rot and uh continuing on there poolinator mm-hmm. the storm is uh going on outside or or has it passed maybe it's the next day give me another scene connected to or following that one hmm 
Let's see. Um, okay, so we we spend the night huddled together in um, close robot companionship and and start terror. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and where we we hope to see the dawn, it is overcast. There is no dawn. It is Perfect. very dark out. And bringing us home, although not literally, mm-hmm. Carmando, give us a final travel montage scene leading into our next section here. Well, I had one in mind, but it was going to connect to Anim- to the campfire. Perfect. Sequence. Okay. We'll fix so, it in post. Okay. <laughs> so everybody's huddled around the campfire, and Carmando is, uh, in, is at the front and saying... <laughs> That's all very well, but everyone knows that if you get a if you get a pawn to the last rank, it gets turned into a queen. Just because you're going for a back rank mate doesn't mean that you have to use that specific piece. You're talking nonsense. I was expecting that trans that uh that transcript or whatever it was to end with a bloody hook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was that's what I was going for was a he's telling a ghost story that ghost nobody story? can actually understand. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Or the correct so reply. The, the correct reply at the end of it was it's not as simple as that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So the uh, the next day dawns uh, low and overcast. Clouds mixing with uh, like mist and fog seem to bear down on your party. You're traveling over a large and empty section of track. Looks like maybe this was once part of a complex interchange. There's off-ramps, on-ramps, uh, shelters, projections, but they've all been stripped bare like down to the attachment points, many of which are gleaming fresh epoxy or metal uh, shining in the dim light as if some sort of storm came through here and cleared everything down to the mechanical equivalent of bone. Hmm. It stretches out a good distance ahead of you as far as your optics can perceive, which is becoming increasingly less far as the mist and fog build and increase in density. I would like to spend a fate point for an apotheosis moment, Mm -hmm. if possible. Yes, please. In one of the shelters. Fate point point is going off of my sheet. Let's back up over it and erase it. Here we go. Uh, Archibald spots... Through the emer- through the fog, emerging as they get closer, um, something that should practically uh, inspire a chorus of of cherubic beauty, uh, uh, un- unheard of in their experience to this point, because all the luck has been going against them in spurts. But there it is, a pet transporter, something that something that the humans used to move their pets around with them whenever they walked from one place to another, uh, if they use their feet. By this, oh. he mean, by this he means an abandoned baby carriage. Perfect. Hmm. He thought they were moving their pets in him. Obviously, it was for kids, but he gets a little confused on those uh, on those issues. It has wheels, 
and he would like very much to uh, un- uh, to um, make use of it by placing the uh, the ridiculous mini fridge, the broken mini fridge that he's been dragging <laughs> all this time onto the wheeled baby carriage. Mm-hmm. And uh, at some point or other, depending on how poorly uh, how poorly the terrain gets, or whether they become level with land at any point, they're obviously going to have to make their way back by a different route. <clears throat> May come in handy in downhill. Uh, it'll either come in handy or kill all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly going to have momentum. It'll have momentum, but at the very <laughs> least, it'll be a real power saver if he's not dragging this thing behind him by a chain. As uh, you're working on that, getting your uh, mini fridge like up and into, you got to like lift it up into this, uh, you know, rubber baby buggy bumper here. Somehow or other, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Somehow or other, yeah, it's got to get onto this wheeled platform that has enough of it left that it can actually at least support the thing. Through the fog, you mm-hmm. hear an echoing, warbling tune. It's Familiar, it's in your data bank somewhere, and after a moment, you identify it as the Lincolnshire Poacher. A what? <laughs> the what? Yeah, a piece of a piece of music called the Lincolnshire Poacher. Oh, oh the music. Okay. Oh, I was thinking the Shropshire Slasher. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be. <laughs> and you also hear a human voice. It's hard to make out. I mean, the music itself is echoing, muffled, kind of distorted by the mist and fog. But it's definitely a human voice mixed in with that. It's all perfectly straightforward, friends. Nothing to worry about. It's a very obvious situation. This place is haunted. (laughs) Haunted? Okay. And as he says that, uh, Poolinator... You've got a uh, infrared sensor, as I recall. I have um, unreliable sensors. You're catching up. Oh, thank you. Oh, Sounds like someone is playing the Lincolnshire Poacher. Yeah, I couldn't resist. That's perfect. <laughs> That's about the sound quality that you're getting. I'll turn it down. They're they're becoming more dynamic as they go. They didn't start out that way. That echoing out of the fog and mist. And uh, Poolinator, you're uh, picking up regular strobes of infrared, just barely cutting through the fog and mist. It's highly diffuse, hard to tell how far off it is, but it's coming from uh, the same direction as those strange echoing sounds. Okay. Um, let's see. There is a heat source in that direction. Oh, my friends. I don't know if it could be a battery source or what. Who knows? Zoom, 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 zoom. Let's go. And and Playbox goes bounding forward. Bounding. Yep. I follow suit in as All much right. as I can bound. I Sounds like, um, well, this area is like wide and flat and with the strange exception of the uh, baby buggy, like stripped of all debris and even structures. So you can easily zoom along here. So it sounds like... <laughs> yeah, Archie I love Bolton. that. 
Archibald yeah. is having the uh, the traded con- inconvenience of dragging the refrigerator <laughs> with the new inconvenience of moving along <laughs> and getting bashed in the back of the head every time like he stops. <laughs> <laughs> it's like very, very easy to move it along, ten times easier, but it has no brakes. So he stops and then goes... <laughs> Sounds like uh, command. Excuse me, Carmando and uh, Playbox. There are moving ahead at speed. Yes. Yep. Well, I, well, I yeah. Okay. I didn't want to speak for you, sir. <laughs> All right. So as. Uh, you're moving along here. Now, um, all of you, or you two, with your various sensors, um, you can hear, uh, the music, the singing, um, some other just, it just sounds like, um, like just voices shouting random words on occasion. And, uh, the, uh, the flash and pulse of multicolored light growing stronger up ahead. Uh, as, you fly forward, um, play box. Why don't you yes. give me a quick roll? All right, two pluses, two minuses, which leaves me with a two. Okay. So, um, you're racing along through the fog, and suddenly you're down on the ground. Please fill in your second stress box. Ooh. Ouch. And you are currently pinned. You've got the aspect pinned. It'll go away when you can overcome it because a cinder block is on you. Damn. Something goes wickering by. You can just make out like a cylindrical body and some like dangling manipulators before it like disappears back into the fog with a, a buzzing sound like an electric razor mixed with a flock of pigeons. <laughs> Carmando, that just happened. Okay, um, I'm going to try and chase it. It is flying. But is it flying as fast as... Let's find out. Okay. Quickness, yes? Yeah, give me a quick roll. Alright, real quick. Yes, I should say, come on, get down with the quickness. Uh, Alright, this minus, thing minus, is minus. nimble. Uh, so you're looking to beat a four. Well, I think it's time to invoke one of my three style successes with style here. <laughs> Excellent. And this I now do. All right. Your sensors uh, can barely keep track of this thing. It's jinking and, like, bobbing, uh, flying in semi-random directions. Uh, but you've got, a, you've got, like, a good sensor lock on it. Um, it's like the, about the size of a coffee can. It's got um, two tiers of rotors on struts. They're all mismatched and obviously repurposed from other things. Uh, it's got like a one like flexible bendy wire leg, um, a strut from a toy moonlander, and uh, like two mismatched uh, like grabby hands. They're like do, like articulated doll hands with no artificial skin or anything on them, so they look like small mismatched Terminator hands. Okay, and a uh, and a sensor turret, and it's heading right for the edge of the maglev track, trying to lose you. However, this section of track has a curved lip. You could ramp and crash into that thing, 
bear in mind at that point both of you will be about seventy feet off the ground. Um, <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm going to use one of my buggy features. Mm-hmm. Um, it is supposed to be a gla- grappling hook that shoots out of the uh, out of the top of the car mm-hmm. with a little suction cup on the end of it. Perfect. Um, but the problem is that it they could never get the cable strong enough to not just flop right back down. So the idea is if I can shoot this thing out, because I think this guy's kind of like Buzz Lightyear. He doesn't realize his features are buggy. So I'm, I'm going to shoot this thing out. And my, the, his plan, my plan is, or the character's plan is to, to grab, grab, to attach onto it and either fly, you know, like let it pull me up. But what's okay. probably actually going to happen is attached to it, and then it'll just cause this thing to come crashing down on top of me. Okay. I'll say that applies to your um, success with style there. Oh, okay. Cool. So uh, you've got this thing grappled. It um, strains, um, grabs at the uh, at the line with one of those, like, skinned uh, doll hands trying to pull it off and is like flying around in just random directions um, trying to get away from you. For the moment, at least, you've got it. Okay. Yeah, uh, for a fate point, I would like to, uh, I don't know, Put the place the entangled aspect on it because it's flipping around in random directions. Is causing oh, you don't need off. a you, you don't need a fate point. Oh no, for entangled, yes. Give me yeah. uh, give me a delicious delicious fate point. Okay, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> so it now is entangled. Hmm. Of the two remaining party mem- members, it seems to me like. Uh, Poolinator would probably be up next since um, Archibald is the slowest link in the chain. Yes, I can't go too quickly, otherwise I'll get run over. (laughs) So Poolinator, in the fog now, you can see um, dimly the shape of Carmando struggling with some flying thing. And also um, ahead of you, like smack in the middle, pinned down by a cinder block that was dropped on it. Playbox nine. Okay. Um, I'm going to go and help uh, Playbox nine mm-hmm. uh, remove the cinder block from it, uh, or move it enough anyway, so that he can slide out from under it. If you want to make that your action, I say that uh, you can push that thing right off, and that aspect pinned goes away. Oh, excellent, Archibald. I'm radio frequencing towards the uh, the uh, grappled, um, or rather, the entangled uh, flying thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, um, Avalon, do you speak basic? <laughs> <laughs> I, I speak basic to there's my apple. Very, there's a very <laughs> rude burst of static <laughs> that comes back. How rude. <laughs> Followed by, get this motherfucker off me! Shooter! indeed. You're obviously a very talented and skilled fellow. Talented and strong enough to lift a cinder block. Calm yourself, calm yourself. Just lower yourself to the deck, land, and we'll speak. And as you're conducting diplomatic negotiations, out of the fog looms 
an enormous armored figure. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> it comes uh, rolling forward. It's um, maybe six feet. It's about six feet high, ten feet long. Oh, damn. Um, big, but like differently sized and styles. Uh, wheels on kind of like jointed axles off on either side. Um, they're all kind of like different styles and stuff. Like one of them's a bunch of smart wheel skateboards that are all like welded in a circle with their wheels facing outward. Um, <laughs> sc- scrap steel welded to it and a, a safe door on the front, like stuck on the front. Um, a tank turret on top. The turret's empty, like the transmitters, the lasers, what all else, uh, you know, like, or the gun and everything else are all like, are all removed. Um, but there's like a forest of antennae, there's a, um, planetarium projector, um, there's a bunch of speakers all pouring out of its different openings. Uh, parts of it look kind of eaten away. And it's this thing that's blaring the, um, like voices reciting random words, the music. Um, it's got this like multi-spectral light show going on. And, uh, this thing is rolling out. Got, um, one big buzzsaw on a jointed arm. <laughs> so, uh, let's roll initiative, shall we? That'll be quick. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. I've got a six. <laughs> Ooh, who, got the, who got the six? Uh, Playbox. Okay, yeah. Playbox has a six. Pulinator has a three. Oh. Gotcha. Pulinator with three. These dice blow. Okay. <laughs> Archibald has a, has a one. Archibald with one. I am at <laughs> zero. Carmando with zero. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, plus one. I I, I apologize. Plus one. Okay. Carmando with one. Archibald, Carmando, who's first between you two? That's the anchor position. You you got it. Oh, uh, you can have it if you want. Because <laughs> I don't really have anything in mind to do. So it might be advantageous. I've got the weapon. <laughs> done and done. Well, guess what, guys? The bad guys rolled a straight minus four across the board. <laughs> so, play box. Mm-hmm. This is happening. Um, Carmando is uh, attached to uh, this flying coffee can with its mismatched rotors and manipulators and its little like uh, sensor turret underneath. It's all tangled up and screaming across the radio spectrum. Carmando seems to be holding on for the moment, but... Uh, it's hard to tell whether that's a close fight or not. And this giant monstrosity just came rolling out with its um, improvised armor and its like light and sound show on top of it and its buzzsaw arm. And uh, mm, looks like there's another form back there in the fog working and scuttling its way up. Okay. Well, I'm going to try to get as close to the exposed... Antenna and tur and stuff in, and stuff in the uh, in the uh, turret on the big guy there and see if I can interface with him. Hello, hello. Oh, it's that time. It's that. It's that time. Hang on, he'll be back. Ah. 
Yep, six nineteen, baby. Such awful timing. Almost always right around six right? ten. And 16. our game master drops off. He'll be right back. <laughs> Just as I'm getting ready now. You couldn't ask for a more dramatic moment for a. <laughs> we were just saying. Are you there? Are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. I got it right as you said. Okay, well. <laughs> Let's see if I can fly up over the big armored guy with the buzzsaw arm and get into that nest of an- antenna and light show and all that and see if I can interface with him. Awesome. I'm going to take a page out of um, the inimitable NM5's book and uh, give you their names. Okay. Um, The big armored guy is Crusher. Crusher. Okay. The flying coffee can is Jink. And the thing scuttling out of the fog who uh, we will be beating in a moment is designated Red Dog. This is quite appropriate given the movies I've been watching the last few days. I know. <laughs> okay, so spinning oh. fate point. Do I need to make a check to make my approach, or do I spin the fate point and? Hmm. Let's see here. Read me that stunt again, real quick. Interface for a fate point once per session. Control another robot or electronically controlled. Um, Mechanized thing for one scene. Boom. Hmm. Give me that fate point, and it's done. Done. You now have control of Crusher. (laughs) 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 Now, Crusher's going to act on um, its initiative. Mm -hmm. Um, So, real quick here, uh, Crusher is a long, boxy robot, about 10 feet long and 6 feet high, on large but differently sized wheels on floating axles. One is a triangular arrangement of three wheels. Another is a bunch of smart wheel skateboards, all fixed wheels outward. Scrap steel serves as armor with a safe armor uh, with a safe door in front and a tank turret on top. The turret is empty with transmitters, lasers, and what all jammed into and poking out of its various openings, many of which are obviously eaten away. It's got the aspects big wheels, tough armor, and strong arms. Okay. It's got two skills. Okay. Its two skills are cut you up at plus two and razzle dazzle at plus two. All right. Razzle dazzle is using all those like broad spectrum repurposed transmitters to um, try to, well, put the dazzled aspect on a bot, kind of freezing them or blinding them in place so they can then be cut up. So um, the bad guys rolled um, pretty good, pretty good, um, as negative as you can go. So uh, that's going to be at the end of the turn. Poolinator. Yes. What's up? What is up? Uh, let's the opposite see. of down. Very likely. <clears throat> okay, so I've just moved. To, okay. Um, I'm going to um, pick up that cinder block that we just rolled off of uh, play box. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to uh, ready an action in case uh, someone comes within range. Works for me. I'd say you've got um, a skittering, mysterious form in the fog that's in, in range. You've got Crusher that's in range. And Jink is also... Yeah, yeah, Jink has been reeled down to the point where it's in range now, too. Okay, let's see. Uh, aside from Crusher, which one is... Jink is the closer one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Jink also has the aspect Entangled, which you could totally Ooh. use. Yeah, okay. Let's do that, since... Uh, that means he can't uh, maneuver out of the way as well. 
Jink is Jink is also screaming obscene ASCII art across like the entire radio spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, I throw the cinder block. Uh, this is using. Um, That's got to be forceful. Forceful. Okay. Uh, let's see. Boom, 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 boom. I'm going to use a fate point for. Um, I can get a bonus with that. Uh, you, you can just invoke um, Entangled for oh, free. It I'm was go- just established, oh. so oh, that'll good, give good, you a plus yes. two. If that'll you give need me a it. Uh, two, so uh, the plus two would probably be helpful. Sounds good to me. That'll turn yeah. a glancing hit into a square, nay, crushing blow. Right. Out of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, Jink is about the size of a coffee can with two tiers of rotors, and you strike it right in between the two, like, uh, two layers of rotors, smashing half of them on one side. It becomes further entangled, spinning out of control, and dropping off the far side. Just drops straight out of sight. It's still connected yeah. and entangled to the uh, line by which Carmando was holding it, um, but it is out of action. Little mm-hmm. pieces of rotors are drifting almost gently down. Archibald. I probably should have saved Basta La Vista for him. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, no, I think out of the pool was quite good. <laughs> <laughs> out of the pool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. no, no, no horseplay, definitely. <laughs> uh, um, Archibald. As he throws a cinder block. <laughs> Archibald's first target was going to be Jink, or or, uh, at least one of Jink's rotor's arms, but Jink is taken care of now very handily by by Pullinator. So I think Archibald, if possible, is going to hold his action with uh, the laser, uh, with the uh, real genius killer laser, uh, and target either Crusher, or Red Dog, depending on which proves to be more dangerous after Playbox has taken his turn. Because if Playbox okay. is going to, if Playbox is going to use Crusher against Red Dog, then uh, I don't want Crusher disabled yet. I want him as powerful as he can be to take the other sucker on. Works, works for me. So we'll say that, that we'll just move you down then in the initiative. Um, under the bad guys. And, Absolutely you know, you sure. can, you can jump in anytime, I'll say. So be it. All right, Carmando. Uh, I'm gonna try to withdraw my, can use my, my onboard actuator to try to get the, get the rope back into my frame. Now, normally this would be no problem, but. Exactly, exactly. It is entangled. So. I am picking up what you're throwing down. What's that gonna be for you, uh, you're just kind of trying to reel it back in, right? Probably forceful because I don't Sounds have the to finesse to like, yeah, let's try. So I could very easily destroy my rope at this point, but what the hell? This is a one shot. Uh, give me, give me forceful difficulty two. Uh, a failure will mean you go over the side. Okay. I like it. Let's see. Those two cancel, and those two are zero. Thanks a lot, Dice. You're so friggin' helpful. Okay. They always do. Yep. Okay, so I'm at plus two. Uh, when you said difficulty two, so yeah, mm-hmm. I just barely. I almost, I almost wish I had failed that roll. It would have been interesting. Um, but I'll take it. Um, you could fail for a fate point. 
Oh, what the hell? I will fail it for a fate point. You're basically okay. then self-compelling either buggy features or entangled. And uh, barely, slowly, slowly, your motor straining. You're pulled over to that curved lip that this has. And then you hang for a moment. Your rear tires fighting furiously. And then over. Ah, squeak, squeak, ah! Oh, I believe it's pronounced bugger. and uh that brings us to the bad guys all right crusher so so has uh carmando already gone over the side yes okay now which i can do there then so i'm turning the uh, turret around spitting up the 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 razzle dazzle i think somewhere in the programming of this planetarium projector i found something called laser floyd so i'm starting up i'm starting up one of my turns as i get the razzle dazzle going against red dog okay so um roll razzle dazzle that's at plus two and let's see what what's red dog got here um Red Dog might be taken by surprise, but is fast and weirdly agile. So I'll invoke those, pretty much depleting my fate points there. Yep. How many players I got here? I got four players. Okay, I got one fate point left. All right. Um, So, ooh, ooh, no love from the dice. That's a three. That's okay. Uh, Mine came out to a zero, so let me think. Oh... That works. Yeah. Laser Floyd fires up, blasting at the maglev track. Um, Red Dog, which is about the size and build of a spider monkey, if a spider monkey crawled low to the ground on thick, flexible tendrils (laughs) tipped with stubby, domed fingers, uh, it's uh, like leaps uh, off to the side and um, turns its, its head um, it's got, uh, at the front of it, it's got like the, the tiny head of a toy robot dinosaur with half the synthetic flesh mis- missing and like an mm. oversized camera and light assembly grafted into one eye. Oh, God. <laughs> like, sections of plastic bag all melted onto it form a kind of like crude water and dust proofing over like a much larger sensor opening that once was there. Um, turns like that toward you and uh, broadcasts a like an encrypted query um, quickly decoded by Crusher's systems. It is a huge ASCII uh, question mark and exclamation point. Okay, so Red Dog jumped to the side here and then uh, tries to jump up on top of Crusher to try to like get like a, a height advantage or at least get out of the way. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a three. No, that's a one on its climbing and jumping. And uh, anyone here who was you know waiting on action or Crusher, for example, you guys can try to stop this. Yeah. This thing is oh. jumping all creepily up onto uh, up onto Crusher here. 
So is is the arm in the in in the in the part of the assembly in the turret? It's um awkwardly mounted, so it goes up and over the back like a scorpion's tail. Oh, oh, oh okay. But it is, it is still positioned where if I want to try to try to try to uh, to like slap Red Dog away with it, I could theoretically do that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Let's let's give that a shot. Uh, I'll be invoking the. What was the second aspect there again? Let's see. It's got two skills. It's got uh, cut you up and razzle dazzle. Yeah, I mean the uh, aspects have big, oh, have aspects big wheels, strong are, arms, um, and yeah, big wheels, tough armor, and strong arms. Tough armor. Okay, I had I had like scribble here where that I could not actually read. <laughs> That's appropriate for these robots. I'll drop a fate point to in, invoke the strong arms there and see if I can bat this thing away as it's trying to get atop me. Works. You're trying to be a one. Um, a one will stop it and it will be holding onto your arm. Um, a if you can beat it by two or more. If you can get like a three or better, you can actually mm-hmm. baseball bat this thing. Okay, and which am I using one of the one of the uh, the crusher skills, or am I using one of mine? Uh, you'd be using one of the crusher skills. Probably cut you up. All right. So if I see with the invocation of the strong arms, I got that's mm-hmm. a plus two there. I got a minus two on my dice. So if I just make that a plus two there, that's a two. Yep. So uh, the buzzsaw tail. Um, whips around the blade, narrowly missing the weirdly agile red dog, which like flattens its body, kind of spins off to the side. The blade cuts a shallow furrow in Crusher's own armored top. (laughs) But red dog has to jump free and uh, does not have the elevated position it was going for. Red dog, by the way, is... um, uh, like it's all, all of its parts are different shades of red, either because mm-hmm. of the components that it's cannibalized or because of rust. And, um, it's got like a section of red fabric over most of its body. You can just make out Ubble shoe on there. A what? Ubble shoe in big comic sans lettering. Hmm. All right. And that brings us down to. Archibald. Trying to assess which one of these things is going to be more dangerous. Ooh, tough choice. Mm. You've seen them both in action now. Got a, got a, you know, a good sensor read on them. I think, uh, I think, uh, I'm going to target, uh, I'm going to target Red Dog. Because as, as dangerous as Crusher is, I think we could probably outrun it. If we were able to get away from it, uh, and if, uh, and if Playbox managed to, uh, overcome it once again and get control of it, then, uh, I'd have time to, at any rate, yes, targeting Red Dog and going to, uh, use the, uh, real genius laser to slice it up the middle. Excellent. Red Dog flattens itself, spins to the side, and does a, a weird pirouette. Uh, trying to make itself a difficult target. This thing is always moving, jumping, and spinning. Uh, you're looking to beat a two here. Okay. Ooh, positive, positive, neutral, neutral. I got it. I rolled a two. Five, six, three, and four. Three and four, neutral out. Five and six. Give me the two. What would I add to that? Careful. Oh, you, this is undoubtedly forceful. <laughs> This is forceful. Oh, I've got a three in forceful, so that's five. (laughs) 
Red Dog is jumping, spinning, spiraling around, skittering off to the side. It has a giant hole straight through its core and falls apart in two halves. Impressive <laughs> dance, young man. Goodbye. <laughs> was going to be careful and try and retrieve its battery, but uh, I don't care about that now. <laughs> Got other fish to fry. We'll see. Maybe it was on one side or the other. We'll see. <laughs> one can hope. Oh. <laughs> uh, the, like, one remaining leg, it's just a like a many-jointed manipulator that's got a tennis ball, like, fitted over the end, gives a last <laughs> fitful kick, and kind of, like, skitters over to the side. Oh. Right. That brings us back up to Playbox. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. Is there anything else that I can do while I'm ensconced in this thing? Well, I believe you only get to, uh, wait. You control it not for one exchange. One, one scene, as far as uh, I, if I uh, remember, uh, right? Yes, yes, yes. For one scene. So, um, what do you want to do? Well, we're eventually going to have to leave, so uh, leave this thing behind. So I need to find a place where I can jam this thing's strong arm where it can't easily pull it back out. Unless uh-huh. I put the arm into its back. Well, I'd have to wait for its turn to do that, wouldn't I? No, that's fine. You just want to, uh, like, drive the buzzsaw down into Crusher's own systems? Yes. Do you want to... <laughs> do you want to just deactivate Crusher? That's an option? Yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> this buzzsaw is designed for cutting up and harvesting other robots. It will easily work on Crusher itself. Okay, but if we can just turn him off, then, well, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and do that. And okay. then we can deal with him at, at, at our leisure. Done and done. You sever the primary power connections and the uh, processor core. And uh, Crusher winds to a halt. Well, that does mean turning off Laser Floyd. Oh. <laughs> well, I guess just as we're getting to the to that great part about him learning how to how to uh, how to fly. Well, no great deed comes without sacrifice. Yes. Hey, speaking of sacrifices, you guys, Carmando is gone. Oh yeah. Carmando down in the forest. Oh wait, did he take off for a second? Is he muted? Uh, we got yeah, Lanky. Oh, there okay. We go. I, and you missed a really stupid Creedence Clearwater revival joke on my behalf, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> down in the forest, and I immediately responded, "Out in the street." <laughs> the universe was merciful in my muting. Oh, uh, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, down in the forest, uh, you have startled a uh, a swarm of insects. You've come to rest in the uh, fork of a uh, of a branch, uh, some kind of pine tree here, and a uh, a swarm of large insects, like like thumb length. Um, mm-hmm. have, uh, like, swarmed up and around you. Uh, after a moment, they uh, they settle back down and begin scuttling around with a purposeful machine-like action. At uh, close range, as some of them are coming up to you, you can see these things are not insects at all. They're um, faceted teardrop things with uh, a squirming collection of mobility effectors somewhere between a millipede's legs and a tank's treads down along the mm. bottom. 
Some of these things are black and faceted with exposed maze-like components of super sophisticated circuitry. Some of them are like have a rough texture and mottled natural tones. Um, others are like in a single flat dull color like green or gray or tan. Um, and they all have a little recessed bay in the front with a rolling cylinder that's a flicking and turning, exposing tiny sensors and now manipulators, blades, grinders, and little laser torches. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Um, all right. How far am I up from the ground at this point? Mm, not terribly far. Ten feet. Okay. I'm going to – and am I still – I'm still – did I actually manage to put the put the rope back into? Nope. Jink is down there dangling about uh, ten inches off the ground, pretty much straight down, like directly ahead of you. And uh, you're stuck in the fork of this tree, or in the fork of these branches here. Okay, I am going to just roll off of the fork and. Awesome. You're just going to say fork it. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Damn! I wish I'd thought of that. You did. <laughs> we are Blanky, so none of us are here. You're having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if this is having a stroke, I'm okay with it. Plus, yeah, it'll be all right, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Morbid man, sir. No, just <laughs> <laughs> you, you. You just roll right out of this thing, right as some of these weird little bot bugs are coming at you with their tiny little blades and torches. You just roll out of the tree, say, <laughs> see you later, and drop the 10 feet to the ground. A uh, 10-foot drop for a toy car? I'm going to say that's your third stress box. Okay, I'll take it. Um, actually, mm-hmm. I will not take it because I have a stress. Because... Stunt. I can stop going past the damn window and look at my character. There we go. Uh, because uh, once per session, I can reset my stress and clear one constant. Well, it's only a stress box. I think I'll save this for later because I have a feeling this might not be. Yeah, so I'll take the stress. Well, we can still say that you're self-repair, like because uh, you have got that self-repairing polarized hole planing, as I recall. Yes, yes. Uh, starts uh, starts kicking in immediately. Okay. And uh, at that moment, there's another rumble. What do I have? Anyway, I didn't write that down. On What's that? My, do I have? I did not write that down on my sheet. Everybody's got three stress boxes. Meanwhile, off. all right. Up on the uh, up on the maglev track, you can hear the uh, the rattle and crash from where Carmando went over the edge. Wind's starting to pick up again. Just to make my intent clear before you move on to the next, uh, my intent what is that if is when I land, I'm hoping some. Man, you were cutting out like to... crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's breaking up a lot for me too. Oh, it must be that unconventional comm system. That's <laughs> 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 giving us the first couple of seconds of every sentence, Blind Geek. I don't know what's going on there. Blind Geek, repeat your last. <laughs> if I was still cutting out, we do. We we heard if I was still cutting out of all whatever it is you just said. Okay, repeat your intent. My intent is, I feel like the guy from the Slow Talkers of America. Go, go. Is to land and see if I can get these little weird robot guys to latch on to Jink as a, as a distraction from me. Ooh, for a fate point, you can totally do that. Or you can try making a clever roll. 
I'll try the roll. Why not? Because my dice have been so good to me so far. But that's half the fun. Plus, let's cancel out, you son of a bitch. Uh, all right. Cancel and cancel. Okay, so uh, let's see. My clever is... My clever is at plus one, so I am... All right. Gonna, let's see. You know what? I'm going to tag my polarizing plating aspect, and I'm going to say there's something in that that tastes or feels uh, very wonky to these robot. It doesn't react well. They don't react well to it. It's like... Perfect. They take a couple little, like, kind of snaps at you, get some sparks, and then just, like, move over to the corpse of Jink and begin, um, um, well, kind of chewing away at it. They're, like, almost immediately putting um, familiar-looking lace hole patterns into it. The very same things that you've seen on some disassembled structures up here and on parts of the um, robot bandits that you were just battling up above. Hmm. So meanwhile, up on the maglev track, you hear the rattle and crash from where Carmando went over. The rattle and hum. (laughs) The only way down is a a long drop? Looks like it. Though, you know, there are are trees and the like. It's It's a pine forest that's crowding right up against the pylons, and the maglev track is... Mm, maybe five, ten feet above the tops of the trees. And it doesn't dip down so that we can, uh, would be closer to the ground anywhere nearby, right? Not that you can see. Although, you know, you've heard the general description of this place. I'm cool with some informal invocation. Visa V ah. fate points. Ah, good. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, I'll use a fate point. Okay. To say that about uh, 50 yards on, uh, the track dips downward to get within five feet of the ground. Perfect. Works for me. Okay. So we're going to, I'm going to hustle on over there so that we can see about dropping over the side. <laughs> Excellent. Give me that sweet, tasty fate point. Okay. Nom, 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 nom. Nom, nom, nom. You bet. I eat them for fuel. Okay. So off you go. How about the rest of you guys? Mm-hmm. I'll follow along uh, at uh, five feet. That's within the two meter height limit of my flight. So I can just kind of just slide, slide over right and, off. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> Archibald, I had the feeling that you had something in mind. You had a plan. Uh, it didn't actually, <laughs> particularly. <laughs> the, the, oh, I thought maybe only... you had a plan for Crusher or Red Dog. Well, the 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 plan was to um, uh, with uh, hopefully with the assistance with with um, the, the assistance of Dio Donato harvest. Harvest whatever was or whatever batteries were powering the two of these. If uh, if Red Dog still had an intact power source, uh, excising that from him and uh, cutting through the the armor of Crusher to remove whatever power source he he had in particular, and then rather than using his guts for garters, he's going to pull his <laughs> pull his wiring out and lower that down to to possibly. Um, Possibly rescue uh, Carmando, but it seems that we're going to have to get back to where we came from uh, via a different route. We can't use the maglev track that that was there, so I'm going to have to be able to be mobile on in the in, in the wild on the uneven, treacherous ground that my wheels were just not designed for at all. Oh yeah. To say nothing of that baby buggy. <laughs> well, the baby buggy would fare far, far better than my tiny little living room 
smooth floor wheels <laughs> over a pine needle and twig floor, uh, forest floor. But at any rate, um, we, we would uh, we would attempt, or at least I would attempt to rejoin the others once we'd taken the batteries from these two carcasses. Excellent. So why don't you give yourself the um, aspect here? You have not one, not two, but three North Central Positronics ruggedized power packs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, is that the, uh, are those the ones that have the 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 uh, adamant, uh, adamantium uh, substrate and the and the um, unobtainium core with the polypotocatalon coating? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the very same. Fantastic. North Central Positronic Power Packs. Love it. North Central Positronics. Why settle for less? If you settle for less, that's exactly what you'll get. (laughs) (laughs) Their other, slightly more aggressive ad campaign. (laughs) Yes, that was was what they used in South America. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And look what happened to them. And look what happened to them. So yes, we'll get those and then uh, and, and load them up on the little, little wheeled buggy. And at some point, I'm probably going to have to beg use of some towelage to lash me like, like a mobile laser <laughs> to the baby buggy itself, <laughs> and rather ignobly be hauled along on the forest floor with much, much more forgiving wheels. Excellent. God help us if we hit a downgrade, though. <laughs> so as uh you all reach the forest floor you can see your compatriot carmando what just cutting himself free of the cable line or just getting it unwrapped what do you say carmando by slamming the rope or like uh trying to moving back and forth trying to rub the rope against a sharp uh, or a sharp protrudence from a damn breaking up Carmen, Carmen, we're, we're missing most of that. By I, I understood that you're trying to cut yourself free by uh, rubbing the rope against against something sharp. So uh, that's what that's what you guys see as you uh, as you come down here, and you also see the aforementioned creepy critters um, crawling all over and and making short work of Jink, um, cutting parts free and ferrying them away on uh, flitting little wings heading off into the forest. Well, well that's interesting. And uh, as you transmit that, several of them uh, turn toward you. There's a rumble of thunder in the distance, and that's where we'll end. Okay. <laughs> Ominous thunder and airborne parasitic robotics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wow. So that's the end of uh, part two, Into the Wild. Uh, <laughs> up next is uh, our denouement, The Swarm and the Storm. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, yes. I, I right. love how creative you guys are with these, with these little robots. Uh, I, don't know <laughs> <if> I, can... <laughs> I love the fact that they're still functioning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Wow. Okay. But you got some serious power supply now. Yeah. Hell yeah! Sweet. Yeah. Power forever. <laughs> well, for us ourselves anyway. Yeah, those um, those North Central Positronic uh, power units, um, you know, with their 
adamantium substrate and unobtainium core. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much everything you need right there. Huh. And they're fashionable. Yes. <laughs> well, why would we skimp on design? Absolutely. Spend no expense. Spend no expense. <laughs> Sleek. <laughs> Beyond no. next generation. Excellent. So much better than the uh, than the prior version of, of the, the, that they built, which would randomly catch on fire. <laughs> it was a feature, <laughs> a known issue. Yes. <laughs> wow, makes the Duracell look like a single lit match. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So now you guys got some power supply. You just gotta survive and get it back. Yep. Get it back. Right. Tell them there's a river nearby, and that they better start building some paddle wheels to generate to, to dynamos. So next Excellent. time should be our uh, our denouement and our triumphant return. Love I was thinking it. about three sessions for this one, and it looks like it's uh, it's going to be pretty much on that schedule. If that works that, for you guys. Cool. Sure, that would be cool. That works out. Now, now, didn't isn't Nikki going to be missing the next session too? I hope not. I think I missed yeah. that if that was in the email. Didn't she, she say something about or? Yeah, but she, she, she mentioned did. the twenty second. Uh, that might have been a typo, and she may have meant the twenty first. But our, the next time we meet is mm-hmm. on the twenty first, I believe. Let me look at the. Oops, I put it that somewhere should be else. Right? There it is. Yeah, we meet on the twenty first. Her email said she wouldn't be able to make the twenty second, but I think she was. She might have either mistyped that, or she actually means the twenty second. She may make a. We'll find out. Yeah. If she if she can't make it, mm-hmm. then we uh, absolutely can use her as an NPC. Okay, I was gonna say I was gonna volunteer to run something in her absence, but if we can we can do that too. I mean, we did oh, it this okay. week, so whichever. I'm I'm not like um, I'm cool, man. I'm down for whatever people feel like doing. I think it would uh, it would be nice if she were present for the triumph. Yeah, it works for me. Okay, and if uh, so what are we doing next he... week, sucker? Well. Uh, there next are week several... we're recording AGC. The week after. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm free. We could do this next week. <laughs> uh, well, sorry. Yeah, we'd yeah, be missing blind possibilities. There's one. There's a system called One Dice that looks pretty straightforward, but we've got a bunch of games for it. I've yet to to try it. And they came out with a Ghostbusters with the serial numbers filed off called Hauntaway Limited. Ooh. And uh, it's kind of the take they have on it is that you're Ghostbusters, but you're the cheap franchise. Mm-hmm. You don't have firehouse headquarters. In fact, you're located in a strip mall right next to the fish, next to the chip shop, because it's in the UK is where they, I think the right. company is. And, uh, and, you know, just like way out of, just out of the way that very, somebody, they really have to look to find. And I just like the idea that like one of the, the, the example character they have that they, when, you know, when they're showing you how to create a character, they have the, for example, character, uh, they're, it's a ex fast food employee who is now, who is now, Working for Hauntaway Limited, so <laughs> you know, that's the kind of caliber of of uh, Ghostbusters, for lack of a better term. Or, uh, pen, no, excuse me, Eldrick Exterminators is what they're is, is what they call. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I thought that might be a fun uh, because we all know. I mean, yes, we could use the D6 system, but I figure since they came out with this and all the other sets that I have are very are generic. Like there's a cyberpunk, there's a steampunk. Uh, urban fantasy, fantasy, but they don't, 
I don't know. I haven't read them, so I don't know if they have their own built-in settings. But this one, the setting caught my attention, um, so I thought it'd be fun. Um, <laughs> if, they, if they run, if they run out of equipment, they just stop by the Home Depot and get another stud finder. That that makes them professional. <laughs> <clears throat> Excellent. So cool. Yeah. If Nikki can't make the next uh, make the next uh, session, then we'll we'll give that a try, and hopefully she'll be able to come back for the uh, the, the hopefully the victory and not the noble disintegration and spark out of our of our little robot friends here. Have we had that happen yet? Nah, we haven't. Uh, Despite all our efforts, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Adventure, excitement, it works. Yes. Thank you very, very much, Trilobite. This was another fun... Another fun get together of these uh, these little wonders. It's fun. My pleasure. I'm glad it's working out. I love how you play these little guys. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot of fun. We got ominous thunder and and uh, an imminent threat waiting for us when we return. Who could ask for more? <laughs> <laughs> maybe some rhythm. Maybe some music. <laughs> we should have taken the the like laser ball with us. Oh well. Yeah. Oh well. Too late now. Well, I can download the. Uh, the musical portion into my systems any, 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 any way the, uh, the, like, the, like, Playbox 9 had a pretty nice hard drive. I can just play Pink Floyd wherever we, we go after that. Hey, it's still there. Music. Yeah. It's still there. We could t- do a hairpin back and then grab whatever we want off a crusher. It hasn't started raining yet. I can see now. Wait, wait, wait. I need my laser Floyd. And they may find it's heavier armor and vault door and all the rest that goes into it. It'll be a bigger hunk of meat for them to concentrate on if they happen to decide to swarm. Mm, true <clears throat> or not, you know. I fully support and indeed applaud creative use of the environment. Mm, yeah. Here's a hint. That's why I put this stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> Things got a reason. You just got a reason their reason. <clears throat> Excellent. All right, folks. Well, there, uh, there we are. Um, so the twenty-first, I think, yeah, two weeks from tonight, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, iTunes will actually say, "Okay, Gutter guys, we'll let you back in until we decide to change some other arbitrary rule about RSS." <laughs> <laughs> and you'll have to start all over again, ha ha, because we can. <laughs> people who Never subscribe to podcast through iTunes have a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, it's a feature. More material. Yeah. It'll be a feature. <laughs> Look at that, Back, people. A, a windfall of gutter skypes. Very cool. All right, so uh, there we are. Everybody, uh, thank, thanks once again, everybody, and and stay safe, stay cool, because it's going to get warm soon, and we'll mm-hmm. see you in two. See you in two weeks. All right, awesome. All right. Awesome. See you then. Excellent. All right. Take care, everybody. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Cool. Take care, everybody. Good night. Good night, Hodgepodge.